Southern Vanguard Radio. This is DJ John Doe. And to the left of me is yeah. my man. Cappuccino. Cappuccino Meeks. That's me. Meeks, how are you, my friend? Chiller, man. Twice a week. Smithsonian grade dope is what uh, we serving up right now. It, it is every single week, twice a week. No doubt. That it is. How's your, uh, how did your weekend go? Are, uh, man, are, are your, jitters, a, your jitters? Your jitters are. I'm in a much better place right now. You are okay. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm in. Uh, I'm in supreme fuck it mode right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, you know, this is the this is the exact uh, place for that. Yeah, yeah. This is where we are. Uh, did the did the death by coconut take you there? I mean, uh, a combination <laughs> of two bourbons and two bourbons. Uh, I'll do it. Two of the three beers in the cooler over there. I'm about to get on that third one in a minute. All but right. uh, but yeah, I'm feeling pretty uh All magnificent right, right now. All right, good. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. As so, I hey, should. Yeah, as you should. Yeah. As you shall. Yes. Uh so let's see. This is an interview session. It is. Uh we do this uh every Thursday, provided the interviewee shows up, which he has tonight, which is always a good thing. It's always a plus. Man, he showed up about four days, five days showed, ago. He did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> he, actually, he did it. <laughs> and it's a great story. That was a dope shit. We're, 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 we're going to get into that, actually. Hell yeah. But uh, real quick, uh, before we get down to things, uh, let's just kind of get into some business out of the way. If this is the first time you're listening to this show, this is Southern Vanguard Radio. Yeah. As we've said already a trillion times, we drop twice a week. Not many podcasts out here dropping twice a week, goddammit. So on Tuesdays, it's a mixed show. Latest and greatest hip-hop, cut up, sliced up, like real DJ should. Mm-hmm. Meeks and I popping some awful shit. Sometimes we have cool motherfuckers like J57 and Kataya come by to hang out. Yeah. And just, you know, it's just a fantabulous time. Yeah. Uh, we're on episode 94, Whew. actually, this week. 94 amazing. episodes, man. We're, we're a six away from 100. Amazing, amazing. So, uh, so yeah, go make sure you go back and check out all the episodes. You know, just music for days. Yeah, you know, check get, out all the interviews. Exa- too. Exactly. And, and interviews on Thursdays, right? So, mix show on Tuesday, interview session on Thursdays. Uh, we're up to at least God. What did we say? We're some uh, what is oh, it? Three hundred hours of content or I some mean, shit like that. Easily, it's crazy. Easily, yeah, yeah. So go check that out. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Mixcloud, uh, Stitcher Radio, and Meeks. We rebroadcast on on a few platforms. Yep, atlhiphop.com, Return of the Boom Bap, WRBB, uh, Raw Radio, uh, I Am Classic. Net. RawRadio.net, right here in Atlanta, and Soul Public Radio. Shout out to our sponsors, Lavish Stoner, Beat Lab USA, and Tucker and Bloom. All right. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. So, I get a call. I guess this is last week now. This is going to air on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So, this is about a week ago now. Yep. I get a, Actually, I'm at the gym. I come back. I'm out of town you know, from work. Go to the gym. Come back. Check my email and I see all these missed calls, mm-hmm. like on on the on the you know on the 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 show number, right? The calling when people call yep. in and do interviews, when we call people. So I'm like, man, who the fuck is calling me so much, man? It's like <laughs> it's like three different numbers, one New York number, a couple of numbers from uh, from uh, L.A., and then the, the the last one is a, is a is a is an L.A. number, uh-huh. and they they were nice enough to leave a voicemail message, of course. And it was the one and only Bishop Lamont. Crazy. I'm like, man, what? What the fuck is going on right? Yeah. Because what people don't know is I've actually I actually talked to Bishop about a year ago mm-hmm. to the day to almost. almost to the day because we posted a, a quick snippet of me cutting up 
uh, Shoot 'em Up. Yep. Which is a banger that DJ Khalil produced. Yep. Because we don't play nothing but the fly shit. We play that fly shit and that raw shit. Yep. And Bishop and I connected on Twitter, and he was on tour in uh, in Europe, I think, with Exhibit. With Exhibit. And it just couldn't, whatever. We just couldn't make it happen for one reason or another. Shit happens. Yeah. So... (laughs) Bishop leaves me this e- this this voicemail, and I'm like, I'm thinking, what the fuck, man? Like, I, did I miss something? I mean, like, <laughs> like, you know, I mean, y'all know me, like, you know, Meeks and I, but we got we got families, we got kids, uh, we got jobs, yeah. we're running around the like crazy, fucking everywhere. all the time. I'm yeah, like, man, did yeah, I yeah. schedule an interview with this motherfucker and don't even remember scheduling yeah, it? Right? Like, is the calendar messed up? Right. So, like, how, as I, as I'm as I'm like, you know, listening to this voicemail, I'm going through my email. And I, I find a few emails that I that I sent out trying to get the interview scheduled, and I'll be damned if it wasn't like a year almost to the day. Yeah, man. That we were talking about having this interview. I think the request that I sent was, "Are you ready? Can you do an interview on November eighth? So I'm like, man, this is really bugged That's out. Crazy. What is going on? So like, it's meant to be, man. Yeah. So finally, Bishop and I reconnect, and yeah. man, just you know. Just the coolest motherfucker on the phone. He was like, oh, when, you, when, when do you want to do something? Yeah. I'm like, well, actually, we got an opening this Sunday. Hell yeah. And here we are. So here with that, are. goddamn, Bishop, that was a long-ass uh, intro for you, my man. But uh, welcome to Southern Vanguard Radio, one, Bishop yeah. Lamont. Yeah. The only oh, thing yeah, better man, than that. Great, man. Yeah. True. Yeah, true, the only man. thing better Thank than you. that is my new hero, <laughs> Bishop <laughs> Lamont, because the prep topics got me open. I was I can't wait. I can't wait to ask you about some of this shit, man. Wow. <laughs> You're an ill dude, man. You ill, son. So hey, Bishop, how are you? Me, man. How are thank, you, thank my man? Thank you for having me on, man. Finally, man. We we good. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, good. We're good. We're good. good. So uh so let's see here. I mean, there's a lot of shit that we can talk about. Um what you don't yeah. know what you don't know, Bishop, is that, you know, uh we recorded a mix show prior to this interview happening and we played, I don't know what Meeks, four or five joints off the off the new album. Basically off it was a Bishop Lamont takeover for the first set yes, of the it show, was. man. Yes, so it we was. played yeah, five, thank you. five of the new joints and uh all them shits was dope, man. Oh bangers. Salute to you, man. Thank so, you very much, man. Thank you for that love, man. That, that means the most, man. Yep. So, Bishop, I just, uh, I don't know, just coming from you, why don't, why don't you tell us what this album is about? I mean, I know it's a long time coming, obviously, but uh, what, what's your what, what's your, um, what, what's your kind of uh, five-minute or high-level pitch for this album? Um, basically, the reformation is the soundtrack to real life. Uh, we're looking at rapid need for reform on all levels in nice. our nation, you know what I'm saying, and around Absolutely. the world. So the reformation is just a soundtrack to battle the fuckery. You know what I mean? Uh, mm. What I've seen, not in the music place in our world, just personally, you know, my opinion, there's no music that reflects what we're going through on a daily basis. So I wanted to create the, the reformation to reflect the various battles that people are going to fight mentally, spiritually, you know, physically, mm-hmm. economically, you know, you, you go on and you place it wherever. So there's a song that's going to embody every moment. And then the reformation is basically lower self and higher self. It's coming through the darkness. It's coming through your battles. It's fighting your demons. It's fighting your insecurities. It's fighting yourself and, you know, external enemies. And then the higher self is when you find yourself finally finding your happiness and getting on the right path and and, and starting to achieve these things. That's why it goes, you know, how the album starts out very dark and then it ends, you know, in all consciousness. So that's, that's, that's basically, I try to, I try to wrap it up B. So that's my fast little pitch. That's what it is. It's a soundtrack to real life. No bullshit. No rap. I didn't want to, 
kick metaphors and talk about how I'm the coolest. I wanted it to be real music that people could use and put themselves in that position that, you know, I'm speaking on on, on the various songs. All right. Now, Bishop, was that the original? <laughs> <laughs> well, now, was that the ori- original intent of the album, like ten years ago or eleven years ago, like when when you kind of you know uh, originally went down this path, or has it changed over the past decade? Or it it uh it definitely that's a great question. It definitely evolved from from '05 at at the at the beginning of trying to perceive what it was supposed to be because originally. The vision for the Reformation was going to be half Jay Dilla, half Dr. Drake. When I was when I was first signing the aftermath, oh, I was wow. already dealing with Dilla a lot. You know, what I mean, rest in peace to Dilla, no and doubt. starting to build that relationship and conspiring to to bring him over and had us sit down with Dre and then you know Dre Dre mixing and mastering the whole thing with Dilla Ugh. would have been something phenomenal to oh, see, but Dilla God. was too ill and it just got really fucked up. And you know, it was a dark time, but the blessing out of that was the Cal Troy album that happened, and that was just paying homage. To Dilla, and then we lost proof. It was just a fucked up year, man. It was a lot of fucked up shit back yeah. then. So um, the Reformation evolved, you know what I mean, through all that time and, and all the, the the disappointments and all the label politics, all the bullshit that was going on and leaving the label and, and still wanting to make sure that it was what I wanted it to be. So, you know, it, it, was, a, it was a long haul to get to where the album evolved to, but I'm so happy with where it went because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it shit it took 400 songs it was about 400 songs or something like that of just cutting through you know and 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 it was a process of elimination of just what was the best way to convey this movie because it was basically a movie of what i was envisioning you know what i mean and so like if you notice from the beginning with me leaving the studio and drinking a little bit too much in the car accident basically crazy the story behind it is the whole album that you're hearing is really me unconscious and me going through possibly dying and seeing the other side in my life flashing before me and seeing all the kind of crazy shit. That's mm-hmm. why when it starts off with death, when you think it's me rapping, it's really death. And it, it takes over from there. But I don't die at the end of the album. I don't believe in fucking around with death on albums. It didn't work for Tupac. It didn't work for Biggie. Damn so we don't play with death. Nah. <laughs> nah. Please don't. <laughs> Hell yeah. Preach. Yeah, you mentioned the uh you mentioned the Cal Troy album man, that was done in conjunction with uh Black Milk. Uh My man got, Black Milk. Yeah. That's because of Hex, man. Shout out to Hex. No doubt. You uh you guys got some other things in the works uh in the in the me near future. Black, me and Black been talking about doing Cal Troy Metropolis. Okay. Um Black is moving out here from Texas um soon. He's gonna be living out here in Cali, so there'll be huh. no excuse for to be able to get in there and monster jam but first me and Madlib we connected a couple of months ago at a Wu-Tang show so me and Madlib have started work on this album called Mad Bishop so I'm doing this album with Madlib first exclusive you know (laughs) what you say exclusives (laughs) <laughs> exclusive so um, you know it's just a, it's just a lot of fun to have and so finally having complete freedom and all the politics being gone and everything being restored to the proper balance I can just have a great output of just being able to be creative without no yeah, bullshit so yeah. uh, Mad Bishop is up next and then um, there's a there's a project called The Impossible Possible which is the follow up to uh, the reformation. So I'm just figuring out how to how to how to balance things because then it's a lot of projects, man. I ain't gonna run my mouth. It's a, it's a lot of stuff, but I definitely want to get to Caltroit Metropolis. Uh, me and Tor Ray been talking about doing a project together called The Planet oh. of the Apes, which oh. is just both you know big buff gap too fast rapping ass niggas <laughs> like myself. Tor Ray, that's my God brother. Damn. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> it's true. We both ain't fixed our gaps. 
Welcome to the niggas. It's, it's, it's glorious when oh, we get together. Man. You know what I mean? Like the joint with me, Blue, him and Sky Zoo. You know what I mean? Like, like it's just fun when I get with Torrey or, or I forget the invasion. Did y'all ever hear the, the joint invasion? Yes. Yeah, so it's fun. It's fun building with, with, with my A like with Torrey. So yeah. that's another project. Me and Raz been talking about finally doing something together for the city. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? So nice. You know, it's just a lot of fun to have. I mean, man, when I was out there for the Roots Picnic in New York uh, about a month or so ago, I got to run back into Royce. I got to hang out with Black Thought. I got to hang out with Feral Mots, just all my peers, all my heroes, and we just been building on doing new songs together. So my thing is just making a coalition of the superheroes, the super friends, and just doing phenomenal hip-hop music for the culture. Beautiful. You know, people saying hip-hop is dead. It is not fucking Hell dead. Hell no. from it, man. Hell no. You know, it's... It's just people that are not really skilled at doing it that are thriving because people like to hear, you know, da-da, goofy shit, but to each his own. It's great to have a variety, but, you know, the cream of the crop got to rise back up and we got to have responsibility again with what we're putting out and what we're creating. Sometimes yeah. I want to hear stupid shit, too, but not that stupid, but, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the other side of that is, too, that that everything is so saturated right now, and I I think a lot of people just don't know where to start and just don't know where to look and... And 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 yeah. find the, and the goodness, you know. And yeah, lazy. laziness is is a major part of it for sure. And they scared, like you know, for 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 me growing up, I speak for me. For me growing up in this shit, early early nineties, going into two thousands, I was really coming into my own. We all we knew was skill, and all we knew was we had to be iller than the niggas that came before us, right. or at least be able to hold some kind of torch, right. some kind of candle to what the fuck they doing. Now right. niggas just don't care, and they try. Oh, this ain't the nineties. No, we wasn't thinking about the nineties neither in the early two thousand. We were just thinking about we got to be dope, and yeah. we got to be yeah. able to keep this shit staying to the highest quality and not let it devolve. And so that that's is where not the thought shit, process you know, right now. Through. It's not yeah. hating the shit. Niggas can't rap. Yeah, niggas niggas right. know that shit is trash. This is just lazy niggas who ain't never paid their dues. Mm. Niggas wasn't in those ciphers. Niggas wasn't put to the test of really having to make real songs. So this shit can can be allowed. So my thing is just no. Let's just make a balance. Let's let's make yeah. it consistent again with greatness, and then let them cats do what they do and start comparing contrast, and you'll For see sure. the difference. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. So B- Bishop, you mentioned something c- kind of related to a question I wanted to ask. You were talking about. Um, uh, you know, getting together and like, you know, superheroes, super friends, all that shit. But I, I listened to or I saw a couple of video interviews that you've done as of late and you bring up the term buddy ball a lot. Can you? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, which I, which I and, and actually, as I kind of like, you know, work through the interviews and, you know, which is listening to what you're, you know, the point that you were trying to make. Um, it's kind of interesting because I heard I heard an interview with somebody I can't remember who it is, but someone told this story about uh, I guess they had a conversation with Chuck D, and Chuck was talking about how back in the day, like you know during their time, everyone that was kind of in that moment, their moment, if you will, right in the, the you know mid mid to late eighties, right when that, when they were all coming up. Everyone was just coming together, just trying to do some fly shit and just trying to like lift one another up and just make it happen. Like not worrying about the money, not worrying about all this bullshit. Everyone was just trying to get on and everyone was just working together, trying to, you know, trying to do just that. And like when you kept on kind of bringing up the buddy ball, you know, concept, I, I couldn't help but keep like going back to that story 
And it, it, it's pretty much kind of the same premise, right? Like it's it's completely the same premise. Okay. You know, what I mean, I got I got big homies like Chuck D in my corner and, and Be Real, and you know, all kind of wizards, just to say a few. But right. I understand what those values were back then. That's why we had, like, you look at a dope joint like The Wick, and you had mm. Nice and Smooth on yeah. that joint with, <laughs> with Guru, and that was yeah. just incredible. You know, Kid Capri in there. You know what I mean? Like, it's everybody moving together. Or you look at the Native Tongue movement. So yeah. when the Native Tongues was doing what they was doing, look at that. You know what I mean? You got Black Sheep. You got Queen Latifah. You got Moni Love. You got the Jungle Brothers. You Day-Line. got Dayla. You got Tribe. Quest. You got Leaders of the New School. Yeah. You got yeah. Chi Ali. You know, keep going. Just look through it and see all the people. Uh, uh, the greatest economy is when everybody's working. When everybody right. has the opportunity to thrive, not oh, just God. some people getting it, and that's when you start to see evolution happen in a in a in a in a, in a spark or a a movement happen when you have so many phenomenal artists, no one painted the same canvas together, comparing notes. You know what I'm saying? Comparing right. contrast, and so the same thing has to be stimulated again. I set out from day one with my first mixtape I ever put together called Who I Gotta Kill to Get a Record Deal. It wasn't just me on that mixtape. I put probably 9, 10, 11, 12 other artists on there, even R&B groups. I said, yo, if they don't like me, they might like you. If they don't like you, they might like them. If they don't even know rap, they might right. be in some R&B. I put everybody on that mixtape to make sure it gave everybody an opportunity because that's the difference. This business is so cutthroat and remains cutthroat and remains selfish, and that's why I can't grow. And that's why I can't be stable. And that's mm-hmm. why it's in the condition that it's in. So you have that from the label side, and you have artists who get brainwashed and start talking like the A&Rs we never liked and the, and the suits and the, and the record execs we never liked. Mm-hmm. Now y'all want to be them, or y'all want to conform, and y'all want to play buddy ball. The evil people have always thrived. That's why the rich get richer and the poor stay poor, because yeah. when you're in this situation of the business, you kind of get how you say... In a, in a shell-shocked state, and you don't know who to trust. Mm. So then people mm. are very cut off, and they don't know who's who, so they stay to themselves and form these cliques. But you can look at it in anything. Even superheroes had to come together to win some shit. Superman couldn't win shit by himself. <laughs> yeah. So niggas, niggas had a justice league. You know what I mean? Avengers no, is like, is like, yo, I'm out of control. Iron Man, Captain America, all these niggas got to get together. So again, here we are. We have to pool our resources and pool our knowledge and concentrate because it's always power in numbers. Mm. It's, it's power in having a greater council. So that's why I say buddy ball just don't have to make it sound so complex for people. Right. Understand that we have to corner the market for the good guys because all of us will be scattered out throughout this industry trying to achieve the same things at different degrees, different heights, whatever your vision of success is or what your, your structure, whatever you're trying to achieve is they're, they're your blueprints, right? So if we yeah. come together, and we create coalitions and we create movements and we have conference calls and we concentrate on how to move these things simultaneously, there is greater strength and influence as we converge on the same place. Because, you know, all roads lead to Rome. And that's what basically the buddy ball concept was about. Excuse me, the long-winded explanation to come Uh, around. uh, But that's what I've always tried to do. When I was signed to Aftermath, I had everybody and their mom in the studio using my budget to cut their demos. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Or if I, I sell out the, the, the House of Blues, whatever shows I was doing, I would always have new cats opening up for me. Mm-hmm. If there was opportunities to write for Dr. Dre, I never blocked anybody from writing for Dr. Dre. You see what I'm saying? I was yeah. never that dude, and I never will be that dude, because you can't put fear in my heart about me losing a position or, or losing an opportunity. My skill set and my work ethic and my blessings from the most high will always allow me to sit at whatever table I need to or achieve whatever I need to do, because that's me. 
So these other cats, they'll be afraid and they like to, you know, hold people back or only use them to ghostwrite for them or ghost produce for them or whatever knowledge they have. They want to, they want to usurp it. You know what I mean? I'm not into any of that. So the knowledge that we're trying to give the new generations and the generations that came before me and, and, and even my generation, a lot of people still miss this, this, this really brilliant approach. And so we're doing that now and it's, and it's starting to win. So that was the main conversation I was having at the Roots Picnic with all my superheroes, you know what I mean? With all my yeah. peers, you know what I mean? <laughs> Me and dope. Primo was building about it. Keith Murray, Eric Sermon, whoever I ran into that I respect, Raw Digger, you know what I mean? Whoever it was, I was speaking to everybody. All the OGs that came before me and, and all the cats doing my generation and the cats coming after that have an aptitude to understand this is how things should be done so right. everybody can win bigger. There's a louder voice if we're all speaking the same thing constantly and concentrating it, you know? Yo, while we on the Message- topic... <laughs> while we while we on the topic of uh of heroes and and like I mentioned earlier uh, after you know checking out the prep topics for tonight getting ready uh you became an instant hero of mine I'm I'm pretty sure that the the black thoughts and 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 the Chuck D's look at you as a hero of theirs as well uh the one thing that stuck out to me most was you and your own personal version of Shawshank Redemption and getting away, uh, getting away, <laughs> and getting out of your deal with all seven hundred of your masters—is that a testament to the status quo of the industry as it stands today? Because I don't know, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five years ago—that's unheard of. Yeah, right. how'd you pull that off, Bishop? And and, and it's funny for me because as I was looking over these prep talk- topics, I was watching the uh, director's cut of Straight Out of Compton. So I mean, you you're talking about Jerry Heller, you're talking about Suge, <laughs> and 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 we talking about you know uh, some of the worst deals in in the history of the music business, you know. Um, and then I, I'm I'm looking up and I'm I'm watching Suge take Dre's all the Dre shit, and and I look down at my phone and here you are walking away from Dre with all 700 of your masters. How how does that happen? What's the what's the conversation like? What is the what what's what's the move right there? What happens? Um, that's a long ass, long ass, ass, never ending story, but I'm going to try to make it short and sweet and as comprehensible as possible. Um, it, it really starts with me and Dre's relationship. You know what I mean? Because if we weren't as close as we were then, um, and still to this day, right? Even uglier. Hmm? And still to this day, y'all still cool, right? And we even better. We even okay. better because I'm not signed to him. You know okay. what I mean? We okay. can just be peers. We yeah. can just be family. You know what I mean? So I don't have to deal with the politics. I don't have to deal with the characters that come with that whole different scenario of CEO and the whole imagery and all that pressure and expectations and all the dick riders around and mm-hmm. the haters, all the, all the fuckery that goes on. Right. I don't have to deal with it no more. I wasn't dealing with it then. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I just flip out. I'll be honest, like, this nigga, I didn't sign up for this, but it's because we were we were really friends first, and that's my big bro, and I love him, and no man is perfect. And you find when you get into these situations that everything is not what you thought it was. Mm-hmm. So us having that understanding already gave me a better form because, see, I didn't have to go through middlemen to speak to Drake. 
I talk directly to Drake. You right. know what I mean? And that makes I go a to difference. the crib and see Drake. You yeah. know what I mean? We'd, we'd be on vacation together. You know what I mean? My brother, or my mom, whoever would come, we we were always close from that standpoint because it's like we're going to do business together. We, we got to really like each other and have love for each other and actually love each other and have a level of respect. Yeah. So when things went wrong, our, you know, it was like, yo, this is already getting fucked up and this is not what I agreed to and this is not what you promised me. So that was how those conversations were going. And then when it got above Dre's head, with respect to what that is, because it's like working for the CIA, some things I can't speak on. Mm-hmm. Right. So I have to leave it as it is, how the story looks, and that's great for all intents and purposes, cool. But when it went even above his head and then I really understood what it was, it was time to push eject because it wasn't what we came for. It wasn't what we believed in. Okay. And it wasn't fair to me, and it wasn't fair to my family. And it, I'm, I'm cool on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was already prepared because I always kept on my hard drives. Uh, I never let them have my hard drive. You see you. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When I leave sessions, all my shit was on my hard drive. It leaves drives. with you. Got you. Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. I was always accounting for everything they was billing me for. Okay. I was always watching what was going on. Most artists, they just so caught up in the whole hype of it that they don't realize. I always, I always had one foot stuck in reality most of my body was immersed in reality you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. the other side was in this business but i never i never fooled myself where somebody else would be on some some superstar shit and spending spending days and weeks at a time yeah 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 yeah. because it's not safe you know what i mean like the way it's designed it's designed for you to fail unless you don't surrender to how they want to do you Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, so is. I'm trying to make it as quick as possible, brothers. Um, so, so that's that's why I already had the the mindset of there has to be an exit strategy because I've done everything. We've written a million songs for Detox. I've, I've, I've ghostwritten on this. I've ghost produced on this. I'm a therapist. I'm a bodyguard. I'm putting out fires for all kinds of things that have nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with my brand. It has nothing to do with my release date. Enough's enough. You know, and it and it got bad one night where we got into it at the studio and I had to chase him around the studio. You know what I mean? So I'm like, really, it's getting bad because my granny had just died. So I was very frustrated in the dark place. And that's reflective on the album as well on the dark side. But it was just, I was like, my nigga, you got to let me go. Give me my release. Because if we can't make this work, fuck it. I don't right. give a fuck about money. I want my freedom. Yeah. Right. Now, right. now you fuck with my livelihood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I can't play this game anymore. And this is me and you. This is Philip and Andre. This is not Dr. Dre and Bishop. This is Philip and Andre. Wow. Right. And, and this is on me. And and he blessed me. And he gave me my welcome papers. That's what's yeah. up. So, you know what I mean? And and that's what it really came down to. Short, short version. But, sure. you know, that's how it had to be. If we didn't have a real relationship, if I didn't really love dude and dude loved me, it would have been all bad. And I would have ended up like most of all the other Aftermath artists that never had a release date, never had nothing come out that you've never heard of. And it's an unmarked graveyard of artists that were phenomenal and never got the chance. So, you know? so Bishop, who taught you or not taught you or did you have a mentor at the time or as you were growing up or as you were getting into the game that said, you know, look, man, like this shit isn't what it seems, you know, you need to make sure you have, you know, both eyes open, you know, ears open, third eye open, whatever it is to make sure that, you know, you're handling your shit. Like, is it like, Oh, because like you said, like a lot of people don't have that. 
right? They get caught up in all the bullshit. Like, why did you know that you needed to keep the eye on the ball in that situation? Uh, because it was always instilled in me by my mother, by my, by my, by my big brother, uh, by my uncles, by my aunties, um, by my old martial arts, you know, teachers, you know what I mean? Like ass whoopings build character. And then along with, when your sheep will beat your ass and they give you books to read, you, yeah. listen, you pay attention, you yeah. learn what you did wrong. You know what I mean? And so I had a great, I had, I had a great background. And, and and discipline and and really paying attention, you know what I mean? Because in the split, in the in the in the in a split second, your ass can be in a chokehold, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Or your ass can be in a in a cold ass arm lock or a leg lock, or or you can get some, you can get a molar knocked out. I remember one time I fucked up doing some training with my teacher one time, and and I and I thought I had it. Um, I forget how we were grappling, and I relented just for a moment, thinking I had him, and he did some kind of knee move, and I remember. Everything went black, and I woke up spitting out a back molar. Mm. And from that, <laughs> from that wow. time on, always keep your eye on the prize and never think that you've won until you've won, until it's done. You know what I mean? So I learned a lot from, from ass whooping. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, <message>. um, <laughs> I had an uncle. I always, I always promote ass whoopings build character. Mm. Please. You know what I mean? It's, it's humbling, and it gets people to understand reality. Um don't matter how big you are, how small you are, you understand the world becomes very real and, and you understand how to quiet yourself after a good ass whooping. But anyway, um, <laughs> let me see what I was about to say. Um, I was just asking about, uh, yeah, I was just asking about, you know, who, who kind of instilled those yeah, values. I, got it. In, I yeah. found it. My uncle, my uncle C, rest in peace to my uncle C, he served three different tours in Vietnam. So he had a great perspective on serving a country that then when you come back, don't give a fuck about you. And right. when you put your heart into something and you believe in something, and then when you find out it wasn't anything that you thought it was that you were fighting your heart for and sacrificing everything for. So all those kind of stories kind of made me look at these labels the same way. We screaming all this aftermath or we screaming Rockefeller or Def Jam, but they don't care about you. And they're going to have more people the next year. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And you, you know, and I always hear it in, you know, you hear it in classic Tribe Called Quest songs, record industry, people are shady, all that oh, kind man. of thing. So yeah, yeah. I had the right, I had the right teaching from the spiritual and just human side. And then, having a, a seat in the business where I was doing stunt work on videos, production assistant work on videos. I was ghostwriting before I signed an aftermath and writing at other labels. So I saw a lot of fuckery. So it kind of mm. already prepped me for the bullshit that would be going on. So, you know what I mean? So, 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 so Bishop out of that, how did you, uh, what was your approach when you were ready to launch this album then? Like knowing that and having all that experience, like, what did you go into once you had the record ready? And like, what what did you, you know, do different? Or what was your approach once you kind of were ready to, you know, to, to release the, the reformation? Well, it was just making sure that everything was peace across the board. Because when me and Dre had first parted ways, there was a black ball order that went out on some negative shit from other cats at that label and however he was feeling. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And so it put out a lot of negative press for me within the industry. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So there were so many doors closed on purpose and so many people treat me like I had the scarlet letter when I left. But I'm like, yo, that's my man. Yeah, it's on bad terms, but I love him. But he knows why. And really, fuck the rest of y'all. 
It right. don't matter how you feel about it because right. I know the real. Like Tupac said on the song, you can tell people to roll with whatever you want, but you and I know what's going on. So I didn't give a fuck what everybody else had to say, but that stuff would stifle the process of having an album to launch properly. So when we got to sit back down like two years ago and have the conversation the way it should have went, ultimately, instead of getting to that negative level, but still like, all right, fine, fuck you, I'm going to let you go. It should have been more peace. And so we got to sit down and have that conversation. And then it was a whole nother ball game. Right. And so that's a thousand pounds off my back, a thousand pounds off his back. And now it's fun for everybody. And then, you know, niggas seen is like, oh, you know, Dre has a billion dollars now and, and him and Bishop are really cool. And I saw them at the studio, so we should be nice to him too. And that's the way that phony shit works. Right, right, <laughs> right, 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 right. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the game's the changed a lot too. Makers, yeah, I mean, hmm? the, the game's changed a lot in the past decade too, right? I mean, fuck, ten, 10 years ago, I mean, we, we barely had mp3s 2005 well we had mp3s but it wasn't right. it wasn't yeah, as it wasn't rampant like it now. Yeah, it, it wasn't, wasn't as, as free as it is he didn't now, have blogs yeah. and all that crazy shit i mean yeah. the game's changed a lot man a whole lot I mean, and, the, and that's the beautiful thing too but that slate had to be clean for my spirit you know what i mean because that was always a funny thing i wasn't an aftermath but i was still working with all the producers and the artists at aftermath regardless you know what i mean so for right. all intents and purposes to the world they thought, oh, we're not, you know, it's, it's exile. It's like, no, I'm still fucking with niggas, but I'm not fucking with that. Yeah. So right. moving forward, because most of all the producers on this album are from that camp and always do work. So it was just making sure that it was in for my spirit. And we were good, and all the doors, all the pathways were clear. So there wasn't no bullshit when I go to Apple or I go to Beats One or I go to so-and-so or I go to Shade 4-5 or, you know what I mean? So I wanted to make sure the path was clear and they knew what time it was. Like, I don't need no haters in my way. Okay. I'm at a point in my life where I'm not going to deal with bullshit. I'm not going to kowtow to anybody. I'm not fucking with no fuckery. We're just here to make great music. It's a clean slate. It's over a decade later. Get the fuck out my way. Yeah. And that's, that's basically <laughs> what That's the, so what goddamn the, real. <laughs> I'm telling you, boy. Man, that's you know, realer that than was, a motherfucker, <laughs> man. Yeah. Damn. And Bishop, from 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 your perspective, what when did it get to the point where nothing was coming out on Aftermath? Like, what part of the game was that? Well, there was uh I wanna tell the truth as much as I can. Um cause see some 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 questions involve other people to answer them. Yeah. So I'm, I'm mindful of that, but what I can say was what what Interscope wanted, and it's not even an aftermath call. What Interscope okay. wanted most was the Detox album, uh. and so you know because remember at this time uh, Guns N' Roses was touted to do Chinese Democracy, which they did. Mm-hmm. So the most anticipated albums at that time in Rolling Stones was. Guns N' Roses and Detox. I forget which one was one and which one was number two, but they were neck and neck. Mm -hmm. So all people were caring about was where is this Detox? And that's all they wanted to hear. They didn't want to spend any more money on breaking new artists. Mm -hmm. And this is me keeping it as as real as I can. Right. Um, So those budgets, they didn't want to spend on breaking new artists and making them new superstars. Mm -hmm. We are overdue for this Detox album. There have been so many signings of Aftermath, but we don't care about that because it's taking too much time for those to come out. Our mm. sure bet is a detox album. Right. If that's not coming out, we don't care about nothing else coming out. Oh, wow. And that, 
you know, and that's where it was getting bad because, okay. you know, the, the Givens were an Eminem album and a 50 Cent album, but they go, okay, where's Drake? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. that's cool. You got Buster over there. Okay, Big Bang was, was decent, whatever, how they felt about it. But yeah. Buster Rhymes doesn't take three years to put out one album. He puts out an album every year. Right. So right. you're watching <laughs> things change that don't work that way. Mm. So again, you know, we got Marshall over there. We got Stat Quo over there. Uh, we got oh, Joel wow. Ortiz over there. We yeah. got a lot of phenomenal people. You know what Rock I mean? Him, and yet, Buster again, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and it wasn't getting the support that it deserved because the eyes were only on a detox album. Okay, but what if Dre is not in the mode or the mood to feel like creating that right now? And right. if you're pressuring something, you're not going to get the best creativity yeah. for a phenomenal album to come in top 2001. Right. That's a hard thing to do. Gotcha. So, Bishop, is your... That's the best I can explain it from my side. So Thank Bishop, you. Bishop, is your time at uh, Aftermath how you ran into a, into Exhibit, or did you know him prior to Aftermath? Because you, you guys are obviously, you know, on the road together. Uh, this this particular release is on Open Bar, uh, which which is his label. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you're the first artist to be, uh, I guess, released or have a project out on Open Bar. No, actually, it was supposed to be on open bar, but even the open bar situation ran into issues oh, with all okay. the labels that wanted to attach themselves. So oh. I just put it out myself on Monty Jam Sanctuary. It's, oh, it's my bad. My, own album. my bad. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I misunderstood no, no, I'm sorry, that. We, we, we make it clear. But as far as Exhibit goes, I've known Exhibit since the days of Alcoholics. I came up with the Alcoholics, and I made Exhibit at an in-store in my own city in Carson when I was still in high school. <laughs> gotcha. So okay. We we go way back. You know what I mean? And and seeing him at a Unity shows and um actually doing extra work in his videos, um it it goes way back. But we me and Exhibit have always had that connection and knowing where he comes from and really having a, a post on that kind of hip hop when you talk about at the speed of life, you know what I mean, of forty days and forty oh, nights. Yeah. He knows that I'm a, I'm gonna get on his ass if he's not coming with dopeness like that. You know what I mean? Because I never gave a fuck about um, Pimp My Ride or any of that other shit. Right. Empire. That was phenomenal. That's great. But an Empire now. Congratulations <laughs> on that. But we yeah. don't give a fuck about that. Right. We right. exhibit. You know right, what I mean? So right, whenever right. it's with me, I talk shit to him. I call him Coon Face. You mud duck. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh dirty nigger. God. It's going to be that. That's yeah. not joking. But <laughs> yo, I saw him. Yo, yeah, Bishop, I, I, I've, I've seen it. This is this is accurate, Beast. Because I, I <laughs> yeah, when I was watching God. some inter, some interviews over the weekend, yeah. preparing for this thing, I mean, there were there were multiple. I mean, B- Bishop made a made a made a point to call yeah. out Exhibit on goddamn probably every interview that he did. <laughs> I mean, just every racist thing I can think exactly. of. To slam it that's, that's, that's the fun we have, and it always keeps it to the ground. That's real times, friendship, you know, right? There. It is real friendship. The celebrity status that they do, you know, they got too many people kissing their ass, and they got yeah. people lying to them, and then all of a sudden that seems like normal air to breathe. Yeah. So, me and Exhibit's relationship is always the realest shit and yeah. bringing out the best in him. Like, yeah, motherfucker, I knew you before the braids and shit. Don't, don't get, don't <laughs> let them, don't let, don't let them goddamn braids fool you. I knew you before all that shit. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's, that's our relationship. That's why it's dope like that. And that's what's up. He cares about, he, he cares about hip hop. You know what I mean? He cares about that, 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 that essence. You know, when, when we would do paparazzi on tour, it was the best, it was the biggest honor to be able to, to, to hype man and, and, and throw them ad 
lives on that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And what Hell, you yeah. see is what you get. So oh, I always yeah. tap that part of his mental to go, you got to go there. That's if you're going to come back, that's why we did back up off me like we did it. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, let's get back into what you're really about. Just give him a taste and show him you still got it. Okay. Don't forget what it takes. You know what I mean? Miles Davis kept being better. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't you don't stop. You only you know, this many albums and then fall off. No, you gotta be the real ones that, that keep going and making phenomenal stuff. So that's why Absolutely. our relationship is like that and it and it makes sense. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yo, Bishop, why was it back up off me on the album though? Because I felt like it was the weakest link compared to Life or Death. Like, look, okay. if, if you only already having an album that's got eighteen songs on it, yeah. uh eighteen or nineteen, so between Back up off me or life or death, I'm going to go with life or death because me yeah. exhibiting RBX together on one song, out of here. Oh, so yeah. I was like, oh, you know yeah. what? You win. This can just come out for promotion, but you you yeah. that move. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, thematically and sonically. Yeah, thematically and sonically and all that. Like, I get that. That makes sense. Exactly. You know what I mean? So you got to go, okay, exactly. I look at everything like 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 a movie from, from, from yeah. beginning to finish, you know, where, where your arcs are, your, your twist, your plot twist, whatever. So I was like, yo, back up off me. Eh, I love it, but eh. This the bad right, bitch. right, right, right. <laughs> now, now, what what happened to what happened to Go Time though? Because that didn't make it either. Go Time didn't get to make it because we didn't have the time to go in to do a new version. Because with Go Time, my line about fuck Farrakhan was kind of misconstrued. Oh wow! Oh, my <laughs> oh God. hold on, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh my so, God! So so yes, yeah, so so. so. <laughs> Yeah. You go out and look for this song, Meeks, right now. You can't get that shit. You can't find it. No, nah, you can't you get can't, it. You can't find it, so check it out. So. <laughs> Not to mention the oh. cover. The cover is fucking gully as fuck. I oh, mean, yeah. the cover. That's the, point. that's the point that I was trying to make. Bishop, send that, send that drawing to Because I said, and you know, the dope part is DOC helped me write that song. You know okay. what I mean? Like I had, a, I had a vocal coach and a writing coach. And that's what's so dope because DLC is on that song too, along with Mo Prey, Shakur, Sick Jack, and Be Real. Wow. But what ha- what happened was when the nation, when my brothers from the nation heard the song and it got to Farrakhan, they didn't hear that I said, you know, if we're going to blame one, we got to blame all of us. So fuck me, fuck Farrakhan, fuck Jesse Jackson, fuck Al Sharpton. Mm. What's the course of action? Uh, okay. They didn't hear that. All they heard was you said fuck Farrakhan. Fuck Farrakhan, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Blaspheming. <laughs> How dare <Right>? you? <laughs> so then my big homie Cam called me. And my big mm. homie Cam, that's been riding with me since day one. That's 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 one of my generals. So whatever he said, go. So when he called me irate, like, what the fuck is this? The brothers is calling me saying you dissing the minister. I said, that's not what it is, big boy. He's like, that's what they're telling me. Wham, they want to get you. You're going to be fighting everywhere. Is it worth it? I said, it might be worth it. I don't know. Right. <laughs> he said, nah. He like, nah, they on your head. I said, that's not what I mean, though. You know what I mean? If I'm if I'm dissing the nation, that don't make no sense. That's a part of my whole movement, my upbringing. Right. There, but they don't understand that. So you got to make an apology. You got to pull that song down because word didn't go on across the board. It's not it's not good for you right now. I can only do so much. And I said, man, that that, that makes everything bad in the in the in the midst of what we're dealing with with police brutality and we need unity. So this can only be stirred to make it worse for us to go go against each other even our worst level. Because I'm trying to work on truces in the streets with the gangs. Right. Also having to use the power and the resources of my brothers in the nation. If we on bad terms, there goes that. You right. know what I mean? Right. So I was just like, fuck it. I'm gonna do apology for it. 
and I'm gonna take the song down. You know what I mean? And that's what happened because I gotta respect Cam. I gotta respect the nation. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And you know, sooner or later, I'm gonna I'm I'm meet the minister, and he'll be like, "Yo, why, why are you dissing on the song, son?" <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> it's not like that. Yeah. It's not like that, B. It's not like that. Now, so, now, now, Bishop, how do you actually get a song pulled off the internet? Internet because that's not an easy feat. It can't be. I mean. You know what? You know what's dope? That people respect me that much that when we reach out and, and we explain why, I'm like, believe me, I love the song, but until I can do a censored version and try to think of something to change that ending, we need to pull that song down out of respect for Minister Farrakhan and the nation and my big homie Cam. So okay. can you do that for me? And Cass just complied, and I really appreciated it because it's deeper than music, especially when yeah. you're telling nothing but truth in the music. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because yeah. it was like, okay, so everywhere I go on tour, I'm going to be fighting with all the brothers from, the, from different mosques. <laughs> yeah, that's no Boy, good. that's a long tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the man. That's the warriors. That's the right. warriors on steroids. Right. That's, 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 <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> you killed Cyrus. And you oh man. Back to Coney Island. It's man, not no You're not making it back on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Probably no. not. And 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 that just defeats the message because it got misconstrued. And it's like here we go. Okay. You know what I mean? So let yeah. me fix it. I have no problem if you know. If somebody gets it the wrong way and they think it's, no, I have no problem apologizing. Y'all got it the wrong way. That's not what I intended to do. I'm a man. I have no problem apologizing. But Bishop, how did they, how did they, Bishop, how did they miss it though? Like, is, is it, does it just, does it just blind you to everything when you utter the words, fuck Farrakhan? Like, yeah, there's nobody's ever said that before. So that's why they they Man, they, they done said it. People way. done said you know that. I mean? Nah, people done said that shit before. Uh, now. Who, who said it before? Man, come on, man. This we talking about know. we talking about Minister Farrakhan. Like every outside of you, homie, every white person in America has at one point in their life said, oh, Fuck yeah, Farrakhan. You, just said it. Oh, yeah, you know, know what I'm saying? Right, exactly right. Nah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm just like, I mean, I, it, it really, it's, it's really kind of. It's different what a black man says. Yeah, I, I would imagine so. Like, I would imagine so. But Uncle Tom. Right. And he really with the movement. So why is he saying it? But we're talking so about backlash. Yeah, you know we, I mean? but we're talking about some brothers and, and, a, and a sect of. Um, of uh of humanity that um prophets I don't want to say prophets or um let me oh, say you, uh, you you're about to get a call no, too no no Where no, no I, ain't about, I ain't about to get a call no 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 we're talking about we're talking about a, a a section of humanity that that it that prides itself on doing their due diligence and and understanding you know why people have have certain thoughts and 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 thought processes right. or whatever well, that's a good point you know what i'm saying so Absolutely. so why right. would why would they you know of course fuck farrakhan you other that and of course it's shock yeah immediately right. it's shock but but why not rewind and go back and see what is really and, being and, said and, right and here. here to fuck yeah. me first and yeah, fuck Farrakhan, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. Jackson. If you're going to blame somebody, blame everybody. Right. How's that sound? Right. It sounds stupid. So now what's the course of action? That's what it was. But okay. They didn't get that. Okay, And gotcha. so there's no time to try and break it down to everybody and we lose the momentum on what's the real issues. The craziest part was Sankofa wanted to use that song 
doing a lot of their marches and stuff. Because Gina Belafonte is one of my mentors. Mr. Harry Belafonte is one of my mentors. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That blesses me, and I, I go to hear him speak at times. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm becoming a, a, a real part of Sankofa on my side of spreading awareness and being involved with activism. So if they would have released that song, then it would have looked like they were supporting dissing the nation. They would have had two great foundations fighting each other. And we don't uh, need yeah. internal problems. That. So that's what yeah. I was looking at. Okay. Fine. I'll take that L. Fine. Because that's not my agenda and that's not the ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. So let me right. quiet my ego. Even if I'm right, I'm wrong if I battle it the wrong way. Because that's just going to cause more dissension and, and frustration and violence in all the wrong directions. Okay. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So that's, that's how I left it. Long okay. story short. And I was, that's why, because Go Time was supposed to be the last song on the Reformation, but there wasn't time to sit there and trying to think of an alternative ending for that verse. And I was just like, ah, whatever, it's already out, it's it, whatever. Everybody in Mama want to make police brutality songs now. Everybody want to be conscious and care. Never mind anyway. You know what I mean? Right. So right. I just, I let it slide and Un-American, you know, said it all and ended it for me because it was like, let's talk politics. And then let's talk the streets and, and, and social issues. And it would end with, you know, um, go time. That would be your last thought. That would be the last thing you hear, some real serious shit. And looking at it from a place of, it's not just racism, it's abuse of power. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's a lot of other things that play into why we're dealing with what we're dealing with, with our police in our neighborhoods in this nation. So I was like, oh, never mind. Let me, I got other things to deal with. And okay. I left it like right. that. Gotcha. So, Bishop, speaking of politics, uh, uh, I guess on your on your Facebook page, and there are probably other places that it's posted, but I noticed you've been doing a lot of, I guess, um, I guess Q and A's or kind of Facebook Live uh, kind of events with. Um, uh, is that is this Dina or uh, Dina Diana Cervantes? Cervantes. Yeah, she, yeah. She, she's heavy into the political side. Um, out here in Cali, and, yeah. and um, she's basically a, a mentor for me because she does a lot of stuff for the Democratic Party and uh, local grassroots efforts and, and, and all the way to D.C., but um, she's helping to groom me for another thing that I've always sought to be involved in, and that is politics. Um, and you just have to watch. It's the same way in the music business, man. You have to watch how you do your dance in this thing, because when you want to bring about real change, you got to know who to deal with, who to talk to, and you can't be bought. So it's the same thing in the music business as it is in politics. So I'm not one of those that can be bought. I can't be swayed with the whole shit. So it's very important that beyond the music, we impact our communities. You know what I mean? Like I always question these rappers who say they love their hoods, but they never fix their hoods. They're Mm. never healing their hoods. They're never really in their hoods, making them neighborhoods. They're not doing things for the schools. You know what I mean? Right. They're not doing anything as far as the local parks and making them cleaner. They're not looking at, hey, we need to start figuring out how to calm things down. You know, as far as people who are supposed to be reputables, why are you not calming down your hood? They shouldn't have it where people don't feel safe coming out their front doors. The children should be able to play safe. You should have greater politics to dictate to the, to the, to the, to the shot callers on the streets and in the pen, in the jails, whatever, to, to, to make, you know, new planning. You know what right. I'm saying? So I'm, I'm big on that, not just in Carson, because I grew up in Compton before. So I spent most of my life in Compton. You know what I'm saying? I transferred from Compton High, ninth grade, to Carson. I just claimed Carson because there wasn't a lot of MCs in Carson, or I'd just be another Compton rapper. You know what mm. I mean? I was like, eh, hey, I'm cool. Oh, we got Raz here. We got Booyah Tribe. We got Michael Myers. I can do this. Okay. <laughs> and so he said you know, Michael Myers. But, yeah, man. Damn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But 
it's important that I'm giving people the opportunity to discuss what most of the time goes over their head because they're too busy just trying to keep a nine to five, keep a roof over their head, get their children to school, keep clothes on their back, but they don't realize how important it is, the power of voting. They're trying to make you think it's not important. I'm like, no, it's not about just Hillary or fucking uh, Trump. It's about those propositions. It's about the local politics of who's going to city council, who's being mayor, what kind of things are being done about the water and about the education. You know what I mean? So that's why we do those Facebook lives. We're actually going to do one more tomorrow night. Um, oh shit, I forgot. This is uh, pre-recorded, so this is going to be Thursday. So never mind. But uh, yeah, the, the world's going to be a uh, the world's going to be a different place probably uh, by, by the, the time, by the time yeah. airs. But but I uh, imagine you're going <laughs> to have a platform. Yeah, edit that out. But we're doing another one uh, tomorrow night before yeah. elections, just to keep people motivated, let people know, hey, even if you had a felony. You know, they've overturned that law in 2011 here in California and other places around the country where you oh, can vote again. If you serve your time and you're off parole, you can vote. Yeah. Now, if you're on parole, you can still get somebody who wasn't enthused about voting to count as your vote. There's always loopholes. So I really want to inspire people to start understanding that they have to be their own voice. The change you want and you think that these clowns who claim they're going to do it for you are not. Nobody knows what's going on inside your house. Just like nobody knows how your stomach feels when it's growling because you need to eat. You have to feed yourself. You have to be that change you want to see. So I'm I'm very staunch on that and active on that, and I always have been because it's the same kind of like uh, revolution I wanted in the music business. But a lot of people are cowards and they sell out. It's kind of like the Matrix. Remember the dude in the first one that was the inside dude that set everybody up and fucked yeah. niggas off, and he didn't yeah. want to be a, make me make me somebody famous. I just let me be an actor. I know it's not real, but it's better. It's better to deal with the phony than to deal with the real. Mm-hmm. And so for me, um, politics is just another avenue of, of raising awareness for having greater impact because I work at a youth center over in Bold Heights um, with a lot of kids um, fresh out and and caught in the gangs and caught in that vicious cycle. And we have to start somewhere. So, I, you know, it's street by street for me. It's, 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 it's soul by soul. Um, if we're really going to make a difference is that all these rappers that make this music and lie to kids, they be busy drinking green tea, but be lying, talking about they, they got dirty Sprite and they don't lean and they, and they do all these pills and these niggas be doing yoga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but they be lying on these songs and then these kids believe this for real. Oh, you know what I mean? Man. Yeah. And, and, you know, we talking about trap houses. And, and they had a Starbucks or some old bougie ass cafe. You know what I mean? Wow. Eating, eating, eating vegan shit. It's like don't lie to people, man. So yeah, that's a very good point, be, actually. Hmm? That, that's a very good point, hmm? actually. P- people do not realize how uh, how different um, you know these people's lives are. Like not just even just down to the food they they eat. And right. the 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 alcohol they don't drink, mm. like you know how many the motherfuckers communities that they live in. Oh man, I mean, people have no idea, man. Most of these motherfuckers are, don't drink, don't do drugs, like you said, fucking yoga or in the gym, fucking you know five six hours a day with a fucking personal trainer. Mm. They have right. no idea how fake that police is their oh, security oh, very well-mannered yeah. sweet police but they don't oh. talk about fuck the police and this and that but how does this work when you're surrounded by police and you love your police force you know what i mean right, and, right. and 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 it, it boggles my mind and they'll be like oh fuck faggots homos homos it's like but you're really gay right right i'm <laughs> i'm confused it's all right this is the best time to be yourself 
Yeah, so right. they'll have these it. people believe in these 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 characters that they're playing, and these kids are out here being crash dummies. They're wow. out here being crash test dummies. So it's oh, like we it's have bad. to give them reality and go, no, dog, that ain't cool to be overdosing. Finally, people see how much of a fucking cool little Wayne is from this 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 Finally. Shit he did the other night on Dateline. Finally, it's like. When did you ever think he was intelligent? When did you ever think he really would have something great to say? You know, when they thought he was intelligent, when he actually went back to college or, um, or, or just his, just, just certain responses that he had, um, uh, towards, you know, current events or, or what was going on with, uh, with, 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 anything in New Orleans or what have you. They they thought he might have been that special one. But right. we're talking about the same dude, you know, that kissed his dad and his so-called dad in the mouth <laughs> and still couldn't get paid. You know what I'm saying? This is the same uh, motherfucker we talking about. So he so, ain't shit. Fuck Lil Wayne, man. So, so hold on. You're going to have to catch me up because I, I heard just a... Man, uh, I just dude, I heard a smidgen. I heard man, a smidgen of what happened. What basically completely denounced Black Lives Matters. You know what I'm saying? Like, like keep that bullshit away from me. He was like, the shit sounds yeah. stupid to me. You know, I'm like, oh, really? Oh. Really? Oh, wow. Right. Really? My lives matter. My lives matter to my bitches. <laughs> right, my bitches. <laughs> Never mind. And, black and, lives and, and I'm a rich. I'm bitches. a rich black yeah, man. So you think these? You think these white folk don't get it? I'm like, no, they don't get it, idiot. Oh God, it's crazy. And then, and then, oh. yeah. And then you set us back 200 years. You set African Americans back two, three hundred years man. because that goes out to white America and whatever else, right? And to the world, and they say that's what a black man is, right? Yeah, a nigga. God. So yeah. that's uh. why it's important that we speak out with more intelligence and people really be themselves and be honest about the lives that they're really living. Absolutely. Yeah, say you're an actor. Don't say you're keeping it real. You're playing a part. You're not in a trap house. Exactly. You're not out here yes. with guns. Yes. Because if you are, obviously rap is not being successful for you. That's right. So, that's right. Right. You know what I mean? So you got these kids out here taking risks and believing lies. And you got kids out here willingly wanting to be addicted to, to painkillers and, and weirdo shit. When did we become a society of niggas who love to be zombies and overdose on pills? Mm-hmm. That's so weird to me. Yeah, that is You weird. know what I mean? It's like, really? Like, that's cool? Like, you like drinking lean? Like, that's supposed to be cool? Man. Like, really? This This sounds like some emo weirdo shit. Donnie Darko, you know what I'm saying? It was like, what are we doing? So he said, Donnie Darko. We have to give, (laughs) you know, with with him seeing the rabbit and all kind of weird. It feels like something out of something like that. You know what I mean? When the when the plane engine dropped on the house, however you remember the movie, it's like, yo, like, yeah, you drink enough of that shit, you gonna see some weirdo shit. You gonna see some stuff, Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I'm I'm really big on making sure that we're impacting these children. At the school level of elementary, junior, you know, high school, college, I want to touch everywhere and make sure we're letting them know this is not reality. You don't have to be that to be successful. Right. This is one. This is one side. But there's nothing wrong with having an education. There's nothing wrong with being able to speak proper English. There's nothing wrong with mathematics. Right. There's nothing wrong with sciences. Don't let these dudes fool you because to be in this business and be successful, you have to be smart to a certain level. Gotta be. You have to be smart to a certain extent. Gotta be. And they're not and they're not conveying that. And they try to play dumb. And they try to play these stereotypes and that doesn't help these future generations. Yep. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, and so I'm, I'm, I'm always on that. And, yeah. and I learned that from being around, you know, the Harry Belafonte's. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like seeing, the, to, to, be, to be in a room with Quincy Jones and Harry Belafonte will change your life and hear what they have to say while you're sitting at his crib in Bel Air. And you go, this is, oh, this is, damn, Driller built this house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, all kind of albums built this house. And to see this man, and to see Quincy at his age, and to see Harry and all that they've done, yeah. and all that they can do. The Sanford and Son theme song built this house. <laughs> For <laughs> yeah, real. <right. laughs> For real, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like, yo, yo, you know what I mean? And 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 it's 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 humbling. And it then it inspires you to go, I'm not doing enough as a man. Okay. As a human being, as a man, and then as a black man. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, yeah. yo. Yeah. Like, wow. That's you real. know what I mean? So I, I can't turn a blind eye to responsibility and knowing what these 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 young these young boys and these young men out here need to hear and these and these young girls and these young ladies need to hear. There's there's so much missing and it's gotta be reinstituted. And nobody likes to be preached to, so I, I do it, you know, my, my favorite cat from the Panthers was Bunchy Carter. So I do it the yeah. same way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm I'm in the streets, it's all real, it's down to the ground. I can hang with you, party with you, drink a little Jameson with you, you know, not with the kids, but I'm saying. But right, I'm, right. I'm gonna come at you like a nigga. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm gonna give you the black man and go look. There you go. It's mm. all right. You know what I mean. And that's that's just me. That's that's how I'm gonna go out of here. I'm gonna go out of here making sure that I I leave the world in better condition than I found it. Word. So it's so, bigger than music. You know what I mean. So 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 Bishop, what uh what uh if if uh you were to meet your uh yourself, you know, ten years ago or fifteen years ago, would you would you ever imagine you'd be having the conversation that we're having right now? Like, were you always yeah. on that shit, or is is this just kind of like a growth and, you know, uh, kind I of maturity thing? I was this way, but okay. I had to play the role. You know what I mean? I okay. had to play the role. I had to play the role to a certain extent. I was always on this shit, but you can't let them see you coming, because I was already bumping heads within the industry with how I really thought. You know what I mean? And then I, I got a bad rap uh, early on in my career because they thought I was a gangster. I'm like, how am I a gangster? I just lift weights. And I punch niggas when they deserve it. I'm not gangbanging. <laughs> but, <laughs> so, <laughs> I love this so, dude, man. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> As they say, so, facts. Right. Facts. So, you know, I, they, they had me looking crazy because, you know, they were looking at me at Aftermath. And it's like, okay, we got a 50 cent. We got a game. He's right, from the West Coast. So right, he's going to be right. on the same thing. But I was never about that. You know what I mean? I was, I was a street backpacker. Mm. You know what I mean? I had love in the streets. I never had the game bang, and they respected me and they loved me just the same. You right, know what I mean? Right. We had guns, we had knives, we could we could throw them from the shoulders, but I was never with that bullshit. It's about protection, and it's about representing, but not that. So I always had that love, but I always had that Malcolm X, you know what I mean, mentality. Uh, I was always on that, you know what I mean, of of in the Panthers and just what was instilled from growing up under my uncles. And, 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 and certain big homies that would teach me all this stuff, you know what I mean? All the way to, to Mandela, Lumumba, whatever you want to talk on, I was always invested in that, in that kind of radical thinking. But not so extreme, but just like there's a better way to conduct ourselves. And I expected that to happen with more artists that I was helping to get deals or get opportunities, but most of them are, you know, they don't know how to help nobody else over the wall. You got so many house right. niggas. Right. that you just can't achieve. You know, that's, that's what took Nat Turner down. You know, <laughs> house niggas snitched on him. Somebody mm. snitched on him, you know what I mean? So it's always going to be that way when you're trying to build something the right way. 
Right. And people are not going to keep their promises because my thing was once, because we started the New West movement. This was back even before 2005, 2004. We agreed that there has to be a changing of the guard and there has to be a new way that business is conducted. And so the New West movement scared a lot of the older heads. And so we met with so much resistance because they thought we were trying to take their heads off. No, we're just trying to change the mentality and the way the business is done. Stop using the new artists to keep you alive. We can keep everybody alive and, and thrive if you give everybody the opportunity. Don't just let them be writing for you and you're trying to hold them and not give them a deal. Or sign them to some Jerry Heller, Suge Knight deal, but then cry wolf, you know what I mean, on some whole mm-hmm. shit like you're a victim. Right. Just because it happened to you doesn't mean you're supposed to repeat it like a nigga that got molested. And that's what these old heads would do. So I was always fighting that. It's like, no, do good business. Help them get deals. We all do shows together. Let's do posse cuts. Let's do soundtracks right. together. Everybody can thrive. Everybody can have success. Why has it always got to be some old colonization bullshit? You want to oppress people. Right. So that, that, that's always been my mentality. And it's so much more my mentality now. But it was just once I signed to a label, I was trapped. And I was relegated to right. certain laws and restrictions. And, you know, I would get reprimanded when I speak out or I do extreme things. Okay. Because I gave over my freedom. Now I'm property of Interscope Aftermath. Hmm. You know what I mean? Right. And that, that was the kicker. Yeah, well, you know, the funny thing is, is nowadays they don't even ask the young cats or the cats that they're copying to be on the joint with them. They just take their shit. Oh, yeah. That's what they do now. <laughs> they just take the shit. You're fucking Drake's and you're fucking... I mean, look, let, let's, be, let's really be real about it. I mean, now they don't even ask... that. that uh, these guys are combing the internet Looking for new styles and just ripping, ripping the just shit right it, yeah. at this fucking taking that shit and yeah. running with it, man. I mean, good God. I mean, Bishop, you having to deal with that shit back then was a fucking walk in the park compared to what these guys are these guys are doing right now. I mean, these guys are just ripping motherfuckers off left and right and not even like absolutely. Oh God! But the man. funny part, but the funny part is, it's so easy to reach them since everything oh, has metadata or everything. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. You go right to these right. niggas and hit them with the best lawsuit in the world. <laughs> yeah, they got true. the money. That's they're going to settle right. You know what I mean? That's true. That's they're going to settle right in court. Yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's sweeter true. at the same time, but it's because there's a lack <laughs> of teaching. There's a lack right. of principles. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like when you speak to super OGs that's still here, triple OGs that talk about the way the streets are run now, the way gang politics are and the way people act now, and it's not the same. There's no real rules. There's no honor amongst thieves. There's no real codes anymore. And it's the same in the business. It's just get whatever you can while you can. Right. Fuck people. Right. It's all about now. And they act like there's not a later. Right. You know what I mean? But yeah. again, it takes That's teachers. Real. That's why I always, when I meet my heroes, I'm not a hater. I am a fan first. I'm always going to be a fan first. I'm an artist second. That's why I love the music so much. So whenever I meet my heroes, it's full respect. And it's a thank you. When I saw Big Daddy Kane in, in, in New York at the Roots picnic, I bowed down. When I finally met Paris, yeah. I've known Eric for some time. But every time I see Eric Summon, I'm still a fan. When I saw Keith Murray, I'm a fan. I've known Royce for years. I'm still a fan. Right. I see Black Thought. I see Quest Love. I'm a fan. And I look to them. When I see Feral Much. I look to them and I go, yo, you know what I mean? How can I be better? I look to Primo. I don't think about how I can be better than them and stand on their head and try to try to rip them off. I'm like, man, learn from the masters. When I sit, when I sat with DOC working on this album, I was in his ear all the time. How should I do this? What yeah. do you think about this song? 
What would you do to make it better? And so you learn from these teachers because there's certain martial arts that you can't rip off without learning. You might be able to get a couple of kicks, but until you go to these true masters, you can right. never use your sword like that. Right. You can never throw a punch like that. Yeah. You know B- what I mean? Does Bishop. that make sense? So yeah. that's what they're missing. They're always like, oh, fuck whoever. I'm better than them. You're not better than them. You might have a bigger platform to sound off on, but you can't compete with a Rock Kim. Right. You can't do what a Nas did on Illmatic. You can't do what Phil Machi's done. You can't do what Black Thought has done on most of Roots albums. Yeah. Just to begin with. All of them. You know what I mean? All of them, actually. Right. <laughs> right. Especially that you know first. I mean? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm yeah. just saying. Nah, you that's know, real. Because um, I'm a psycho cheerleader. I'm a cheerleader first. But, you know, you, you, you're not Big L. Don't even put Big L in your rhymes when you don't even understand a Big L. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they be talking all this about they the best. And I'm like, I don't know. How does this work? <laughs> What'd you, you have, Beast? What mean? What'd you have? That kind of leads me into this, man. Um, could you talk to us a little bit about your process, uh, as far as uh, as far as like how you work and 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 what works best for you uh, when you're in work mode? Uh, I'm like I'm still stuck on the the 700 songs, man. And uh, early in the interview, mm-hmm. I told you uh, I heard you say something about having to pick from about 400 songs for a pro- uh, project. How do you? What what's your work ethic like? Yeah, like working with DOC and or you know, um, getting advice. Like, how's that work? You know what? It, it, it's the same thing. Like, look, just on Go Time, I had Mopreem Shakur. Uh, his father's Matulu Shakur. Mm-hmm. His little brother is Tupac. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And just the whole movement of the Panthers. This man teaches me, and this man teaches me history that's not in the books. You know what I mean? Yeah. So those kind of sidebars already put you in a different mindset when you're going in with your pen or sitting with Sit Jack and to do the hook or be real or DOC and him, him talking about how he was writing records for NWA or even on his own album. And let's just talk about DOC for a minute. This is part of my process. That's one of one. He only got the chance to do one album before he had his car accident. And nobody's been able to beat a whirlwind pyramid. Let the bass go. Mm. To control the, the, the majesty of his voice, because this, 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 this guy is sounding off like Run, LL, and rhyming like Rock Him at the same time. Yep. But with the Texas flavor and the gangster West Coast thing, the formula. So I get to sit with these cats, and then they put me on a whole other spe- on a, I'm like, yo, I've been listening to Whirlwind Pyramid. What did you mean by that song? Like one night I remember sitting, they were still working on the, the Compton movie, and... I got Dre and, and DLC really drunk. We was drinking like crazy. And I started asking them what was the process behind making DLC's album and some of the NWA stuff. And they yeah. started telling me about how they were listening to Public Enemy and the different stuff they were doing and how they did it. And it just set me on fire because look at the gifts I'm getting. Most fans will never have these opportunities that I have. Right. So I always value it the highest. So that's a part of my process when I go in. How can I make them proud and how can i inspire them and how can i make them go Woo! you know what i mean right. so the pen is always very heavy from that aspect then i go me knowing as as much history as i know of hip-hop and, and and a lot of the phenomenal albums above ground underground what needs to be said that hasn't been said in a long time or said ever like this mm. so that's where it goes in it's like i don't want to just be rapping to, to rap because that's more driven by the ego instead of being a servant and being a vessel and really trying to achieve something that you think the culture needs to hear right now and socially needs to be the conversation and what can impact people's lives 
So I'm always really doing my research and looking at where society is and where our world is and what we're suffering from and what we're dealing with and what we're pondering. Okay, let me try to be that journalist like we used to be. You know what I mean? And and speak on the things that we see in our communities and speak on the things at large in the world that other people are afraid to say. And that's kind of where I take my stance. Okay. And then I write from there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's just the process of what kind of production am I into? You know what I mean? Because, like, for the past couple of days, I've been on Fleetwood Mac and, and Depeche Mode and Oh Elvis. Um, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> Did you say Elvis? Uh, it gets crazy. Johnny Cash. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. It gets on, crazy hold on. what I'm listening to. Did hold you, hold on, did you yeah. say Elvis? Yeah, Elvis Presley or Elvis Costello? Yeah, or man, what are we, what I love, are we... you know, that's funny. I, I love Elvis. I, I love most of his gospel singing. I've always loved his gospel wow. songs. And some of his uh, slower ballads, like you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge music fan, okay. so I listen to everything. I listen to Chicago. I listen to Bread. You know what I mean? There's so many things I listen to Doobie Brothers. You know what I mean? Like I listen to so much. You know, Jefferson Airplane. I listen to Metallica. You know, ACDC. I'm listening to Beatles. You know, I'm I'm all over the place with what I'm listening to, and I'm always trying to discover new marriages of 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 genres and how we can do something new, because that's always been the greatness of hip-hop. We can sample so many different musics, but it's still hip-hop. Bishop, how long does it... And that's the it, amazing thing. How long does it uh, take you? What What's the, the time frame for coming up with 400 to 700 songs? <laughs> Man, I mean... Um, We're talking about see, years, was, months? That 700 was over that, that five, six years of being at Aftermath. Okay. When I started working on the reformation and really the only thing that remained from that original blueprint was the opening song with Lord Finesse. And it was just his introduction. I didn't know what I was going to say on that song, but I said, well, I got you in the studio, Lord Finesse. Bless me. Man, Open that up motherfucker the right I there. I need Lord Finesse. Woo! You know what I mean? That was that that joint was hot. That's that's a joint right we, there. That's how we started the yeah, we uh, the started mix the show, show off. Yeah. So and then and then we out, went. Found and my th- way out was the way I started the album, and and everything yeah. else was a process of just working because there's so many songs that I started but I didn't finish because I wasn't happy with them. Like I get to the second verse and they're just sitting on the drive, mm. or I didn't like how the hook came out, or then I didn't like the music. So the process of work, some days I can knock out four or five songs because yeah. I always believed in the Tupac, the Tupac friend. I was just about you to say, I mean? that was like, Tupac just, numbers right there. Just, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, because I used to work in that back studio at Can-Am. I love working in Studio B okay. where Pac always worked on all his albums because it was just the crazy energy in there. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Let alone the bullet holes still in the walls from all the death row madness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Pain. I had to have my auntie come in there and exercise the place and, and put blessings wow. on it. It was just dark in Can-Am, but it was still a good energy in some ways. But I learned how to just have a really serious output of thought. So I just put down scratches. You know what I mean? Let me, let me, I got some ideas. Let me, let me throw down these lines. Let me freestyle this. And that's how it would start to accumulate. And then I come back and listen to it a few days later. If it seemed like it was going somewhere, I kept it, did rewrites the same way on a script. And you just keep working until you got something consistent. Yeah. And that's basically how it happens for me. Like with this Matt Bishop project, I've just been loading up on Beastie Boy stuff and and um, Lords of the Underground and, okay. and Fushnikins and Boogie Monsters. Um, oh, Farside, um, Boogie Monsters. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like going back 
and thinking about ways of what can be created. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so that's where it is. I, I wait and I study <laughs> and then I look like, how do I want this to be? Because I don't want it to be just me and Mad Lib on a, on doing, doing songs together. I want it to be something very dope and unique and have a perspective and a point to it. So that's, that's, that's part of my process. Uh, forgive me for talking so much. Nah, you good. Oh, no, you good. I can truncate it. Nah, you good. And then, uh, so we started off with, uh, found a way out and then we we moved into what was the joint to me yeah where was the joint how do you how do you how do you get to a joint like speak to me wow you know speak to me took three years to make three okay (laughs) three years let's let's hear that story about three years and the reason why is because you can make a song and and see that's that's one of the the only ones on the album that i that i really got involved with on production because me and Carnot produced that one because production has always been a passion of mine. So I really had to delve deep because we didn't want no samples. Mm-hmm. We wanted that thing to be totally from the ground up, something that can be played live and sound even greater. Right. And so it was it was very intensive as far as the process of massaging to get the right melodies and the performance from the choirs. Um, the choir that was on that, uh, then having Angie Fisher, then doing rewrites. I just wanted to make sure. And then, you know, even when the music shifts and goes into full celebration mode, yeah. I want people who attend church or haven't been there a long time to have that experience. So it just took a long time to structure it like that. Oh, we was in, we was in church. In play piano. Yeah, we was in church. We was in church when the joint was playing. Yeah, we were in church tonight. <laughs> I was like, oh, he really went to church on this joint. Like when it flipped up at the end, I was like, oh, I'm I'm yeah. in church right now. Yeah, and brought it back around. You know what I mean? Man. <laughs> and brought it back around because you want to you want to you want to be able to transform whatever mood people are in, and you want to be able to change their molecular structure. Right. Whatever they was going through, you want to lift them up. But we're not selling you know ghost spells. We right, really right, using right. The gospel in its proper way, but we telling the truth. Stop giving millions to these hypocrites. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So I want to make sure that I'm coming with truth at the same time using the spirit for what was really meant. So it just took a long time to make sure that it was right because I have so many family members. You know, uh, two of my sisters are are, are ministers. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, One in Mississippi and and one in North Carolina. Then I have an auntie out here from First AME Church. So... You know, you have to be careful with secular music or trying to do stuff in the church. I want to make sure that I respect them at the same time I can tell the truth of what I don't agree with that goes on in the church. So that one that one took three years to get right until yeah. I was happy. All right. You know what I mean? You got it, my man. You got it. You, you nailed that one on the head, my brother. <laughs> Woo! Man. Thank so, you. You know what I mean? Because I want them things to last. I want them things to sound new every time you play them. And even when, right. I'm, when I'm dead and going, those songs are time capsules and those songs will be able to touch more lives. Like, I don't want music that's just from my ego. I want to be a servant and I want to, like I said, it's got to be a soundtrack for life. Right. And so that was the process going through and through all the songs. I don't think Lecrae is even doing it like that. Oh, no? <laughs> oh, that's dope. That's dope. I yeah, know. I love Lecrae. Yeah, yeah. And and that was the other point. It's like, there's a way that I want to convey the spirituality yeah, of what is definitely a way music. you can do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey Bishop, so uh, so, so so we were talking to Jay fifty seven before uh, this thing started. And Meeks and I were just kind of bugging out because you know we we uh, assemble all these prep topics and kind of call all this information together in this little you know in an email basically for us to kind of reference as we're doing the interview. And um, I was just like, man, I you know, 
I saw a bunch of interviews with you, like a couple with Soren Baker. I saw I saw a joint it's with my man Soren. Yeah, 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 Soren, yeah. real cool. Yeah, actually, I, I have something I want to ask you about after this. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to that. And then I saw like an interview with you and um some of the Beat Junkie Cats, Rhett and uh, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Chuck. Yeah, Adventures in Stereo. But one thing that I didn't see that Jay brought up that he said we should ask you about is uh, kind of where you're going or or or, or your your kind of your passion around acting. Oh, word. So word. Are, are, you, are, you, are you are you are you trying to get, are you are you are you, uh, are you working on your acting chops or have you always been kind of? Uh, I've always been a character, man, and and I was just talking to <laughs> a friend tonight that wants me to 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 come over and have a meeting at an agency about starting to get active and acting. Yeah, it's, it's coming. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I mean, well, it was it's kind of funny that the Jay actually mentioned that because as I was watching the interviews, and I don't know for for whatever reason, and Meeks and I, Meeks and I have been talking a lot about Luke Cage here recently. Mm. And uh, and uh, I, I I mean uh, the entire time when I was watching these interviews I was like man this motherfucker should have that role right now man come on yo, now yo you know what I, I love that show I love that some of my friends actually have parts already in that last yo, season that's a so crazy I'm definitely going series. out for the next season yeah I don't want to go against the grain but I was like yo that was my part. But I'm like, Yo, man, man. Ready. you know what I mean? But Yo, I was thinking I the just, same thing, dude. I was as I was watching you on these fucking interviews, man. I'm like, you know, and, and you got the fucking like one of these joints. You got like the superhero shirt on and shit, and talking about the Avengers and all this crazy shit. I'm like, man, this is motherfucking Luke Cage right here. I'm like, what happened? Man, like they, they they miscast this motherfucker. I, I was. I was busy working on the music first, but that's what everybody says. Cause you know, I got a, I got a crazy comic book collection. I've always been a super street buff nerd. So that's, yeah. that's, that's my, <laughs> that's my lane, man. And, um, I'm, I'm just happy to see it. I'm happy to see it happening. And, and I didn't know what to expect from the Luke Cage, you know, series. Because yeah, it was a pleasant surprise. Book over the years, I was like, let's see what they do with it. Then when I saw Adrian Young was doing the music, oh, I was like, man. it's in good hands. And yeah. it's, it's just dope. So oh, I'm yeah. definitely going out for, for the next season of it. And hopefully when they do the next X-Men, I'll get the chance to be the real bishop. You know what I mean? Like, I got yeah, my there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. Yeah, the real bishop. Bishop, yeah. did I hear you say something about um, doing stunt work as as did, did yeah, I, when okay. I when I first started, um, my 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 martial arts instructors, um, Usan Elam, Keontae Elam, um, are some of the foremost black stuntmen in the movie business and videos at that time back oh, then. Wow. So they were teaching me not only martial arts but how to do fight choreography, crashing cars, hanging off buildings. Like we were doing a lot of we were doing a lot of stuff. So they were already prepping me. Um, to go into that side and that was that was their way of getting me into the business because my mentor Usan knew I wanted to rap and he was like well this is the best way to get you in I'm, I'm going to be shooting scenes for videos for Busta Rhymes and you know Master P whatever it was at the time and so they brought me down to the set so I could get that experience and then I'm oh, around working with the artists nice, you know nice. you build your relationship you yeah. pay dues then they keep me on to do stunt safety or they keep me on to do production assistant work Yeah. then they let me do extra work you know I got to be in my first movie um, I got the hookup because of them. Okay. You know what I mean? So if you ever watch that terrible movie, you'll see me <laughs> in a locker scene 
with my with my with my Adidas stripes on, with no shirt on, skinny with a big head, trying to break into some lockers. Like I got like two different scenes <laughs> in that crazy. Movie. That's crazy. You know what I mean? But it was it was paying those dues. So so yeah. much love to Master P because he gave me my first opportunities and gave me my first checks and working on Hype Williams videos for Buster Rhymes back in the day, like the Dangerous video and and different stuff like uh. that. Paul Hunter. So I was always paying my dues and getting to understand how cameras work. Okay. You know what I mean? So I definitely want to get into the acting thing. I think when they do their um their first new Ali movie, I'm I'm a shoe in for that. I, I get to be yeah. the Muhammad Ali. <laughs> That's what's up. Hell yeah. You know, it's funny, man, how many interviews and it's some of the interviews we've actually done. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh Bishop, we had an interview with Wordsworth and Jay Soul uh, a couple weeks ago and we were just kind of building with words on you know, just TV money and that whole business. Lyricist Lounge and everything. Yeah, just from his, from his start in Lyricist Lounge to like now how he's actually crafting music for television. Um, you know, and there's a lot of music that comes out that's, that, that, you know, the general public doesn't see the light of day of, but, they're, you know, they're trying to get placement on, you know, shows and, you know, TV shows and film with. And then I, I was listening to, um, I was listening to Fonte on Combat Jack over this past week and he was talking about how the money in TV and that whole landscape is just completely fucking different like it's a completely different game like the absolutely uh, the, the way the way that Fonte was breaking it down was you know um you know people were just getting excited that they were turning shit in on time and like just just mm-hmm. just just and and just how 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 easy how much easy it was for the checks to clear and checks to come and like it's just been interesting over the past couple of weeks just digging into, into TV and film and kind of hearing this recurring theme of you know how you've absolutely got to have an eye on trying to diversify and get into these other mediums because you know j- just staying in that music only lane is only going to get you so far like you got to figure out a way to diversify and branch out a little bit and you know see some longer money absolutely i mean you you want to be able to pull more resources into what you love the most so if these other lanes that you weren't really even looking at initially can supply you with that to make that art even greater then then yes you know what i mean that's what i've been learning you know what i mean and that's what i started out at an earlier part in my career when we were doing all the stuff for EA Games. But the label would fight me on clearing everything because they didn't understand how powerful video games were. Video games are the only thing that can never be bootlegged. You know what I mean? Movies get bootlegged. Mm-hmm. You know albums get bootlegged, but I ain't seen nobody bootleg a Call of Duty yet. I have, I have, 20, I have seen <laughs> I have seen bootleg video games. I ain't going to lie to you. I haven't seen it. Was, really? it was, yeah, it was early on, but you could get the the white label video games and it would be <laughs> it would be yeah not it was early on i'm sure the technology is advanced oh, okay. you yeah, probably cause, can't cause do it like now nothing moved yeah. i go over there and see the mormons at ea and it's baller but yeah. thank you for letting me know hell yeah <laughs> yeah man cuz them checks never had dents in them <laughs> i know that's right i know that's right <laughs> so I, I, that's why i was like I, i've never saw it. they never stopped on the money that's why i was like i ain't never heard about being bootleg but that's good to know but it's like, <laughs> yeah, right. that's where you get all the reach cuz they know how you fly out to to you know demonstrate the games and they pay you money and they pay you money to perform mm. i remember one time uh this is back in the day when madden was that thing and there was delta airlines and we were on the gold edition of madden 
and I'm I'm sitting on a flight going somewhere, and I see my own monkey ass on all the screens, on all the seats for the mat and behind the scenes. This oh, is no what way. that does for you. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, That's good shit. So it's so important to, to, to diversify into film and, and television and the video games because their money is on such a bigger level. You know what I mean? They just need stuff to, you know, they just need filler. They're not even really thinking about the quality of me. They're like, we just need this for this seat. Oh, yeah. We need for this or that. You know what I mean? Yeah, so they're not putting no real it's, thought it's, behind it's crazier. that shit. Yeah. Right. So while they nitpicking money over here for albums and, and for singles, like they're like, yo, they throwing out the WAP that, you know, you dream you get. You know what I mean? On a whole tour. They're like, here. Like, really? <laughs> yeah. okay. You sure? Yeah. You sure? Is this is this some is this some shush money? You trying to sex with me? What is yeah, going right. on here? Right. Liquid. Where the strings attached to this? Yeah, Bishop, you, you ever um, so you ever uh, stepped into the world of voiceovers? No, man, I want to do that too, man, because I'm, I'm 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 really retarded when it comes to that. I love doing foolish shit. Like me and my daughter just got jokes and we got characters, so. It's always something I wanted to do because back in the day, you remember the Ghostbusters cartoon? Yeah. yeah. That was Arsenio Hall playing uh, Winston Zedmore. Mm-hmm. That's right, it was. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah that is crazy. Yeah, paying, paying them dues. You know what I mean? And like the the the, the cat that's playing, um, what's his name? Just on the last episode of The Walking Dead. Uh, what's the guy? The guy's name with the dreads? King... What's the dude's name? Do you I watch Walking Dead? I'm not, yeah, I'm I, not up on that. Yeah, I'm not either. Yeah. Okay, the dude, the, the new cat that just came onto the cast, he does the voiceovers for the Teen Titans and Cyborg. Okay. So there's always other lanes uh, for work. So I love it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I want to I wanna get involved in all of it. Especially having a daughter now, that'd be super cool to be doing cartoons. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, hell yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Meeks, what else you got, man? I, I mean, I got a trillion other questions I could ask this man, guy. Man, I, I think I'm I'm gonna oh, have to get it. I'm trying. I'm trying to make sure. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I might have to tap back into some some things, man. Go ahead. What you got? Well, uh, well, what I what I've got, and I, we're kind of jumping around here, but I've got to go back. <laughs> I got to go back to a few things. One is, I I cannot figure out for the life of me, Bishop, what's up with the acronym. Uh, or the subtitle for the album. Hold on one second. Oh, GDN. Goddamn, nigga, it's about fucking time. Yeah, <laughs> goddamn, nigga, it's about fucking time. That's what a fan told me. <laughs> good one, I homie. Said I was doing the album. Good question, homie. <laughs> yeah, good question. Somebody, somebody, somewhere. I'll never forget his face. I don't remember where I was, but I was going somewhere, and he seen me and flipped out, treated me like Bigfoot. You're like, where have you been? You alive? And, and asked me all these internet questions. And and then I was like, I'm finally doing an album. And his reaction was, God damn, niggas, about fucking time. But it was with such an attitude and such a sense of entitlement that it just amazed me. You know what I mean? Stuck it was like you. he was stressing out, suffering. I was like, well, I <laughs> I, I intentionally tried to make it over a decade to do this album. I really wanted to do that on purpose. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, fucking yeah, fun, I mean, right? That was your yeah, plan. That, yeah, that was fucking fun. I, I suffered for a goddamn decade to put this fucking 15-song album right. out. Jesus Christ. Good God. But you thought I was doing it on purpose. Right, yeah. yeah. To, but it was so genuine. It was so real love, but it was just like, really, nigga? Are you really going to play it like that? Okay. That's the, that's the subtitle. Oh, my God. Right. All right. I love this album even more now. All right. Yeah. So the other, one, the other one is... is uh. I was talking about this interview with Soren Baker uh, 
that I watched and uh, what I really appreciated. And I've actually always thought about your music. And and actually, the the joint that 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 I that I was cutting up that we kind of connected on originally was that shoot 'em up shit, which dropped about yeah. a year ago. And man, when we dropped that joint on the show, Meeks and I were bugging out. I was like, as soon as the shit started, I was like, oh, we're, we're back to some like you know, straight, you know, NWA. You know, and you know, not not trying to be not not trying to like you know ride the Compton wave and all this shit that was nah. going on, but I mean, th- dude, that instantly, is dude, that instantly, that joint instantly set me back to like that feeling in, in that time, and just that man, was the, the goal. Thank you, man. That was the goal, the, the the beats, man. I mean, what uh, your ear, man, is like. I don't know too many motherfuckers, too many MCs, particularly that have an ear like you do, man. Because every single joint you pick, like there's your, there's no misfiring. Like where does that come from? Because there are a lot Thank of you. people uh-huh. that need that talent that don't have it. Word. Um, you know, thank you so much for that, man. That's one of the things that I really got to hone uh, with Dre and with Focus and with Mark Batson, with with Mailman, with uh, Scott Storch, um, with with with. Man, so many. I, I, I'm I'm very blessed to be around some of the greatest producers in the world. So with Knife Wonder, when he come over, um, high tech, I got to just sit and watch and really learn the sonics and how to pick the right music. You know, just from being a fan of music first, I always knew what I wanted from them. You know what I mean? Hearing what Salam Remy did on all the Fuji's albums and stuff, I knew going to see Salam, what I'm asking for, yo, I need a joint like so-and-so, and when you get this here, you know what I mean? The same thing sitting with Primo. So I really took a a great concern to what the music sounded like even before I laid down lyrics. I would see a lot of rappers try to rehash rhymes they already wrote down to another beat and try to fix into that. I was like, no, everything's got to be customized. Everything's right. got to be tailor-made from yes. the ground up. Yeah. So let's go deep in and find the emotion and find the heartbeat. Like, I'm always looking for the heartbeat of production. I'm always trying to find the soul of the music. And then once you find that living energy, then you know what to write to it. So that's basically right. why it's so serious to me. It's like, I don't, sometimes rhymes will come first, but I really got to find the music first. And then the music kind of decides for me what the song should be about. You know what I mean? And that's why we did shoot them up like that. And then I had to put shoot them up on the album because it just wouldn't be right without it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it was one of those that lost out. But then I was like, nah, it's so dope. And I love my man Caps doing the, the intro on it and then, you know, doing drive-bys in the Prius because it was the point. That, yeah. like, <laughs> you care more about the environment than you care about your own people. Yeah. You know, this nigga's that ignorant, but yet he's so conscious of worrying about the ecosystem, but I'm about to shoot all these these niggas out here that look like me. <laughs> Yo, you know who, I mean? so, so, so who, I had to put that on there still. So who was the cat that was doing that that did the intro? Who was that? Uh, my boy Caps that that did the artwork for the album and does all my graphic art. He's my partner in Monster Jam Sanctuary. So I wanted to put all my family on it. I got my okay. mom on the album. I got my brother on the album. I got That's my daughter right. on the album. <laughs> I'm gonna have one of my best friends on the album too. You That's know what I mean? Dope. dope. Yeah, I fuck with that joint, man. That, that joint, not that you had ever left Bishop, but when I heard that shit, I was like, oh, this motherfucker's getting ready to come with it. Like this, this guy. No, I appreciate it because you know? it's real because I have to, I have to be, I have to be really in love with it. If I'm not in love with it, 
I went through so much bullshit and so many setbacks and so many failures at the hands of other people sabotaging me that mm. at a point you can lose your love for it. And that's what I refuse yeah. to ever allow. Yeah. So when you started hearing songs like that, it's because I was loving it. I was loving it so much again. And it wasn't just me being hard-headed and just not wanting to give up, but I was really in tune, believing yeah. in, in, in my own bullshit. You know yeah. what I mean? I was like, this ain't, this ain't no bullshit. We really yeah. gonna do it. Yeah, and I'm gonna yeah. show you how to do it right. I hear all this stuff coming out that's supposed to be West Coast, but it don't sound like West Coast. There's no record identification. That's I don't recognize up. that being the way West Coast is supposed to sound. Yep. Y'all not paying homage to Compton's yep. most wanted. You know yep. what I mean? Yeah, Value no 10 and just all the real stuff. You know, Spice One. We can go on and on, but... Oh, man come with that and that's what I wanted and then for it to have that feeling of, of, of when you first heard 50 and, and when you first heard Eminem you know what I mean when he when he went and, and robbed the liquor store mm-hmm. uh, right. was that, um, yeah. uh, what was it? I'm uh, a criminal yeah. yeah you know what I mean it's like I know that's what Cats was missing from Aftermath I know I know that's what they're missing from them right now because they've gotten so far away from that and mm-hmm. these are the arts that always defined us these, these are those techniques that made it so dope and exciting. So it's like, I know these bags. I've learned these martial arts. I know what my eyes close. So I want to start giving them that again. And it should inspire more people to want to tap back into those realms and, and create more of it. So we have a sound that's cultivated and unique again. You know yeah. what I mean? That was the goal. So thank you. Yo, yeah, Bishop. like Soren, like, so, 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 so real quick, when, when he was talking to Soren about this shit, mm. he was talking about uh, uh, not picking any star cup. Uh, a star, Starbucks, Starbucks cup, cup yeah. beats. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> Bishop, real that's, Bishop, real that's, that's my personal fucking pet peeve, man. Is Starbucks cup beats because that is what exactly like seventy, eighty, ninety percent of this shit out here sounds like <laughs> nowadays. I mean, I yeah. you know, and I I know like I I have a little bit of background in in what it takes to make this shit. And, you know, I, I have a I have a my oldest son is eleven years old, and you know I struggle every day. You know, Meeks and I talk about this mm-hmm. regularly. Meeks has children as well, like just trying to con- just hammering home the 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 other musical messages into their brain and oh my god man i mean you talk about some hard work my man oh my god yeah Whew. yeah oh god it's brutal man bishop what's your what's your daughter into like have you have you been oh, able man, to see <laughs> <laughs> my daughter's so dope because you know she even in the womb she was hearing the Donny Hathaway, the Stevie Wonder, the okay. Vandross, you know Anita Baker. Uh, That's where I you got to get them. She was hearing it right so in the womb. yeah. And she'd always be in the studio with me, you know, growing up. I made sure my baby was always with me. You know, she's five now. And, you know, that's why she's on the album. You know okay. what I mean? Like, she was engineering. I had her pushing buttons. You know what I mean? I had yeah. her setting up mics. I made sure that she's been a part of the process of, of, of hearing real music. You know, she gets to hang out with Denise Williams. She gets to, to go and hang out with Dr. Dre and DJ Quick. So she knows music already without trying. Okay. So I keep her listening to everything, and I allow her to listen to whatever she listens to with her when she goes over to her friend's houses and they play whatever they're playing on the internet. I don't try to stop it because kids are going to hear what they are, you know, absolutely geared to and driven to. But as long as you educate them in the difference, like she's been crazy on, I played Bohemian Rhapsody for the other night by mm. Queen and she's been on that ever since. Then I was playing um, Dreams by Fleetwood Mac and she's been on that. She was listening to, um, 
um, Enjoy the Science by the Pesh Mode. And she's been okay. on that all night till we just got back. You know okay. what I mean? So she loves music. So she knows the difference. Oh. She's just not, she's not just where she only knows, like she even loves John Lee Hooker. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she, she's on it like that. You know, she, she knows Prince. She knows Michael Jackson. She knows Rolling Stones. You know what I mean? She knows the Delphonics. Like it's dope because as long as you give them the variety, she knows the difference. Yeah. She knows the difference in singers already. She knows when she hears the OJs and then she gets some bullshit. Yeah. Or when she hears some <laughs> auto tune. You know yeah. what I mean? She knows Gladys Knight and the Pips. And she's five. So, she's wow. five. <laughs> wow. And she's five. You know there, what I mean? There is and hope I'll be, after I'll be all. Her. I'll be like, who is that? You know what I mean? That's mm. Bill Withers or is that Stevie Wonder? She'll know what it is. That's Marvin Gaye. You know what I mean? That's Denise Williams. That's Minnie Rippleton. Like, she's knowing. Dope. So that's that's my job. But I, I'm i not mad at her listening to the Migos or whatever that other stuff is. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Uh, whatever. I couldn't tell you. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, Little yeah. Yachty. Yeah, don't, don't say no I'm more. Don't don't like drop no more names. Yeah, yeah, we we cool on that. <laughs> we we right here you know in mean? Atlanta. We in the midst of that shit. So yeah, yeah exactly. don't don't oh, say yeah. don't say no yeah, more names. I feel you. I yeah. understand. Yeah, we stuck. We, I understand. Yeah, yeah we, they, they make Atlanta look a way that it's not like I always have to oh, remind man. people what came out of Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, now, like, man, we just start with organized noise. You know what I'm saying? Come on, I'm man. I'm looking for Big Rube, too. If you know Big Rube, let Big Rube know I'm trying to find him because I need Yo, to I got a, um, oh, I got a connection to Big Rube. I'm going I'm to make that happen. Thank you. Yeah, I'll make that happen. No problem. Everything he ever dropped, man, like... That's like, the realest shit, yeah. me to the rest of the world and Goody Mob, you know. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's some things. Which Doctor, like, it's 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 some dope. Oh, yeah. And, and it ain't even tapped into properly, but... But that's what I do with my daughter. I don't I don't try to stop that because you just have to show them the difference. You know no what doubt. I mean? And I'm not trying to make judgment. I know what I don't listen to. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know what I don't like. You know, but I'll still give it a listen. I've, I've listened to Uzi Vert and Little Yachty. You know what I mean? I've listened to uh, Designer and all, all the rest of that shit. And I go, mm. okay, I get it. I'll never do that, but right. I get it. Right. Ooh. You know, interestingly cool. enough, you know what I read over the weekend is that Prince Paul's son is Uzi Vert's DJ. See? That's bugged. That's bugged. That's bugged. I read. I, I read an article over the weekend that talked about this, and 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 actually, it talked about some sort of, I don't know, interaction on social media mm-hmm. where Uzi said if they had played full clip, I would have rhymed over it. Man, now see you 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 make a <laughs> statement like that, or you bring something to the forefront like that. And it explains it. It kind of explains his existence. Whose existence? Right. Lil Uzi Vert, uh, Prince Paul. Yeah, because Prince, Prince Paul ain't no Prince Paul ain't right. no hoe in the industry. Uh, well, you, yeah, so you can forget right. about yeah. that. You right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that so to say something like that, like you when you when you one minute you're trying to figure out how to. Fuck yes, does this yes, stuff exactly. exist? Yes. And then you say something like that, it kind of, to me, it kind of makes sense. I tell you what, every time yeah. it happens, when you see some fuck shit going on mm-hmm. and you're wondering, how in the hell is this happening? Yep. It's got to be. It's something, yeah. Prime, yeah. Prime, prime example, Young Thug, and look who's behind him, Leah Cohen. It makes sense. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold, hold on. What? It makes sense. I, oh, Leor. I didn't even, yeah, I didn't Leor, even know yeah. that. Yeah, Leor. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You didn't know that? No, nah, I didn't. I really yeah. didn't. 
Yeah. I just I just seen Leo. Because like I said, at I, we, complex time, you know, speaking yeah. on you know Young Thug. That's who's behind Young Thug. That's crazy. So of course, it's gonna go to the highest heights. Because like know, I said, make Def Jam what it was. Yeah, like you know? I said, Bishop, we right here in Atlanta. I I like I know you know. I know a barbershop where, where Thug hangs out and, and stuff like that, and it just seemed like another come up, you know, yeah. somebody from Atlanta. But, I mean, once again, you drop a name like Leo Cohen. Yeah, very calculated. It makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. There you go. It <laughs> makes sense. Connect the dots. Connect the dots. It's a paper trail. Wow, that that's I mean? crazy. Yo, but Bishop, I'm, not, uh, I'm not mad at it. You know, there's nah. a variety. It's just when people try to be disrespectful and they, yeah. they talk shit about the 90s or they talk shit about conscious hip-hop. I'm like, you, you, you awake, right? Yeah. Do you hear what you're making? Right. And of course, that's because everybody drugged out and they don't got no responsibility. Exactly. And it's all fun and games now. But everything comes and goes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Everything comes and goes. Yeah. Everything comes in cycles. But what stays the most is the things that really have substance and foundation. Yeah, you know we're I mean? ready for that that go aspect of it. Yeah, yeah we're, we're ready for this shit to turn over. You came. Can you that. go ahead and go? <laughs> um, I, I think my well, one that, last that, that that takes buddy ball. You know what I mean? <laughs> there you go. Yes, it does. Yeah. You got to be more consistency of what we do. Yeah, I think my last thing was uh, uh, you mentioned uh, Eminem a little while ago, and um, you know, according to what we have here. Um, you're one of the only other rappers that has made the 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 dear Dr. Dre uncomfortable. Uh, oh, yeah, I got I got one. some information here on why you possibly, but nah, I need I need the <laughs> real. Like, what was it that that and it, and it's a good uncomfortable. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> it is. I can't even. Tell but you how do it. you how do you make Dr. Dre uncomfortable? <laughs> I understand Eminem doing it. I can see that all day. But but you come into the picture and you you provide him with that same uncomfortability. How did you how did you make the, that happen? The first time was when we were getting ready to put out the nigga noise street album. Mm-hmm. And he saw me in the clan outfit and all the crazy shit that was on that album. <laughs> and he was just like, No fucking way. You cannot fucking do this. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Bishop, how much pleasure did you have knowing that you'd made Dr. Dre like (laughs) step back and say, I I don't know if I can do this or not? It was it was an honor, man, because it had him awake. You know what I mean? It was like good, I'm getting through. You know what I mean? After all the things that he's done, this is this is getting to him. This is making him react. You know what I mean? And that's how Um, he got on. It was it was song. He was just like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's how he got on. You know, when you when when you tell Jerry Heller the name of your group, what does NWA mean? You say niggas with attitude, and all he can do all he can do is bow down and be like, "Oh, this shit about to be crazy." You know what I'm saying? That I I I get it now. <laughs> I get it yeah. for sure. So that that's why that was the fun. You okay. Know what I mean? Dope. Um, and DOC would, would, would always give me a leg up on what, what, what buttons to push. He was like, see, this, 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 this is how you make them. This is how you make them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm on it. Do you still own that clan outfit? Oh, you breaking up. <laughs> I said, do you still own that clan outfit? You, you breaking up so bad right now, bro. <laughs> really? I we. Can you hear us, Bishop? It didn't turn into a, to a ant. It didn't turn into a robot. Oh, really? Hold on one second. Sorry about that. Hey, we'll call you back, Very Bishop. Great. How about now? 
No, still green. Okay, let me call you back. Okay. What happened there? Mm, no. I would think he didn't want to answer that. Hello? There Please. we go. There you go. Okay, okay yeah, right. y'all went underwater robotic. No, All right. My bad. Go ahead, nah, Mix. I was you, uh, you trying to say something about a clan outfit yeah, or something? Yeah, I was, I was wondering if you still own that clan outfit or did you turn it back into wardrobe? Oh, no, I turned that back into wardrobe. That's what's up. Thing away from me, but Real it was quick. Point. It was just a point to make. <laughs> yeah, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's classic. Hell, yeah. Well, Bishop, we've absolutely taken enough of your time. Um, I don't yeah, know, I man. Left. I mean, it's a pleasure, brother. You know, you know. Nah, uh, I appreciate is, it, man. man. It's, it's been great energy and, 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 a, and a great conversation. You, you don't have no questions left? Nah, man. <laughs> oh, Yo, this yeah. has been awesome, man. Yes. Like you, you, you. Uh, like I said, my my hero for the night and on into to Monday morning, man. I salute Thank you, you brother. And um, yeah. like I said, that whole first set of the mix show was dedicated to you. I hope you get Thanks. a chance to check it out um, and see what we were able to do with it, man. And uh, we just wish you continued success, man. Man, I definitely will, and I'm honored. And, I mean, you know, the the thing that I leave, you know, the whole the whole get down with is that to to, to, to artists out there aspiring in whatever um, field that you want to do, it's about, a, it's about not giving up. It's about even when the chips is down and everything seems like there's no way out, there is always a solution. There is always a way. There are always people that believe in you. But first and foremost, you have to believe in yourself. You know what I mean? So I, I dedicate this album to all the artists that haven't made it yet or tried and stopped. If your love is music, it don't matter on what level the success is. As long as it makes you happy, you have to find your happiness. So if that's your gift... And niggas can always have studios in their crib and their garage. Don't stop making music if that's a part of your soul. And don't quit. You know what I mean? Don't quit till your heart give out. Because if that heartbeat while you sleep has been going our whole life, why cop out? I feel like that's a bitch going out. I'm not, I'm not going to go out. If my heart is still beating, I'm in this motherfucking fight. You know what I mean? And, wow. and that's just what I want to leave with the people. Like, whatever it is that you love to do, do that shit. Because I ain't, ain't a nigga came back yet to tell me what heaven is like. Wow. So I can't I can't look shit. on nothing else except making my heaven here and having some kind of happiness. Man, thank you. Because it's for not that. living if you're not happy. You know what I mean? It's surviving and we gotta live. We gotta have some slice yeah. of the fucking pie. That's, that's a really that's shit of twenty sixteen right there. That's yeah, dope. absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. You know what, Bishop, I always say it, man, like you got a you got a ton of motherfuckers out there that are sixty, sixty five years old fucking playing guitar and playing all these fucking random open mics and shit at you know they're right. no, at their no name bars and fucking wherever it is that they live. Why can't you do that shit? You know with with, with this shit, right? Like I'm, I'm gonna have these turntables till I fucking croak, my brother. Trust me. Exactly, because that's a part of your being. Exactly, that's a part of your DNA. Yep. That's your life. If you ain't have that, you're not you. Yeah, that's exactly. why I'm telling people don't worry about what the industry say. Don't 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 worry about what their standard is of how they define success. Success is being able to make a living off doing what you love. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So as long as it helps pay some bills or at least 
gives you some room for some groceries, whatever extent it is, if it gives you the greatest feeling in your heart and makes you feel alive, that's fucking success. Yes, sir. You start something, you finish it, and you love your shit. You're just playing it for your homies, you're playing it for your family, you're just playing it for your fucking self. That's success. Absolutely. Do what you were meant to do. Don't let niggas tell you to be something else that you're not, or you done wasted all this time on earth. You know what I mean? And and that's what it's really about. You know what I mean? Like, that's all I care about. Do what's in your heart. Fuck fear. Fuck failure. It comes with it. That comes when you really love something. It's the same thing trying to be in a marriage or relationship. Shit ain't always going to work. And you can't just walk away from that shit if you really believe in it and you want it. You're going to make that shit work. You know what I'm saying? Amen. 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 Message. Message. And now my famous promotion, gentlemen. The album is on iTunes right yes. now. Yes, sir. Because it's on the front page. Go get that reformation if you haven't gotten it yet. And, you know, after a month, you know, it's exclusivity with Apple right now. But after that, it's going to be on Google Play, Spotify, all those things. So, niggas, stop asking me that shit on, on Twitter and, and Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Apple, Apple wants exclusivity, and I'm their friend, and I'm with it. I, I tell you what, motherfucker, go out and buy the goddamn <laughs> CD for fucking 10 or 20 bucks or go out and buy the fucking True. vinyl, you know? I mean, True. come on. BishopLamont.com and you can order the vinyl and you can order the CDs, you know, all the, all the merch. You know, we do it everything ourselves, man. And yeah, it's, it and it's is a great right feeling there. to have that independence. Yes, Hell sir. Yeah, BishopLamont.com. BishopLamont. All Message. right. Message. All right. <laughs> Bishop, hold tight with us. We're going to wrap this thing up. Thank you again, my brother. Man. I don't know. I mean, somehow the universe, you know, connected us. So I'm glad. Hey, man. Thank you again. This was awesome. Nah, thank you. Everything in this time, man. It's a blessing. Yes, no sir. Doubt. All right. Southern Vanguard Radio. Yeah, man. <sighs> Let's see. Now, this is the first two-hour interview we've had in a while. Uh, we do what we do, man. <laughs> And we do it for you, man. Smithsonian Gray, twice a week. Southern Vanguard, southernvanguard.com. We are the Southern Vanguard. SoundCloud, iTunes, MixCloud, Stitcher Radio. Yep. ATLHipHop.com. I'm ClassicRawRadio.net. Return of the Boom Bat Radio, WRBB, and Soul Public Radio. We out. Peace. Peace, y'all.